look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stain by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stain by Blood. Gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. Welcome, folks, to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios here in northwest Pennsylvania. We've got a wonderful broadcast for you planned uh, right now. We've got uh, three very special guests. By the way, Joe is off tonight, and he'll be back tomorrow night. Uh, folks, just as a reminder, we broadcast uh, weeknights, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time right here on the Global Star Radio Network. I'm just so excited to, to, to get our guests on tonight. We've got uh, three, count them, three uh guest tonight, uh, Mr. Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com, Mr. Gary Haven from, uh, well, you know him from Amerigeddon the Movie. Just go to AmerigeddonTheMovie.com. Uh, what a fantastic, I got a chance to see the um, pre-release this past weekend. And I have to say, I was, uh, this was, this was a, was such a well done movie. And it was engaging and it was just fantastic. Um, and, and it was, it, 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 this is going to be, in my view, a tool, uh, that people can be, that, that you can use, those people who are awake can, can share with others. And as a special treat, we have Mike Norris, the filmmaker behind Amerigan the movie, the movie. That's right. If the name sounds familiar, of course, uh, his father, Chuck Norris, uh, in film as well. But Mike Norris, in his own right, a, f- a filmmaker and uh, quite a great one at that. But Gary Haven, I did not realize, had such great acting abilities. I was impressed by, uh, and so was my wife, actually. Uh, we watched it together, and, and she said, my goodness, you know, could this happen? Could this happen? And, and this really opened her eyes. So... Folks, Amerigeddon the movie, if it's not scheduled for play in your theaters, in your area, please, please call the theater and, and ask politely, if not demand that this movie is shown in your theaters. This is, to me, a requirement. It's coming in theaters this Friday. Check with your local listings. 
which is a visit com as well. Now, for those watching on YouTube, we've got three platforms, Global Star Radio Network. Of course, that's our flagship station. And then, of course, we have Blog Talk Radio. That's, that's another avenue for listening. And, of course, if you're watching this live behind me and all around me, you are seeing the trailer for Amerigeddon the movie. Just to give you a little taste as we get into tonight's topic. Before we get to our guests, I want to mention, of course, that uh, tonight's broadcast brought to you by Casper, Casper Mattress, casper.com slash CFP radio. Folks, I want to say this. We in our, in our household have nothing but Casper mattresses from the king size right down to the twin for the grandchildren. How's that sound? Five mattresses, all Casper. We're a complete Casper mattress household. Folks, Casper, visit Casper at casper.com slash CFP radio. And that's CFP. If that sounds familiar, that's Canada Free Press Radio. That's CFP. That's casper.com CFP radio. And in there, you'll get a special offer for the Hagman and Hagman Report listeners. You'll see it right up there. But without any further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Steve Quayle to bring on our very special guest. Steve Quayle, a good friend, a brother, and a researcher, author. Steve, thanks for coming on. Brother. Well, thank you, Doug, and it's really nice to be with Gary Haven, also uh, Mike Norris. We're going to talk about Amerigeddon, the movie, and as I've said to both Gary and Mike through an email, never have I seen a more timely headline-based movie than this. Now, look, this is rattling some cages, and I'll leave it up to Gary to uh, determine or define the cages, but I know when I get certain phone calls and emails, let's just say this, that natives are restless and that's because Doug obviously Gary and Mike it's because the one thing liars hate more than anything is to ever have someone tell the truth so it's been a pleasure and by the way you can hear Gary's three interviews on with Jim Baker on the Jim Baker show and uh, I think they're worth spending the time because what you'll get is an education in just not only the lateness of the hour it's not fear porn it's not uh, anything other other than just telling you like it is. But to someone who wants to basically, uh, I said to the dad, to someone who will deny what they're seeing before their eyes, I said it doesn't do any good for handwriting to be on the wall if you willingly choose your eyes. What good does it do? Well, what Gary has done is he's given us, and, and Mike, excellent job of directing, but given us a view of the future events unfolding, and actually present events taking place through the lens of this video production. So, Gary, in the, since the last time you were on with me on Hagman and Hagman, which was, what, a couple months ago, and you've been pretty much all over the radio universe and television universe, why don't you just share now kind of your thoughts as it comes to the point where on Friday it gets released? Very good. Uh, Steve, uh, it's an honor to be talking with you, Doug. Thanks for that great introduction. Uh, and, of course, we're talking about our new movie, uh, Marageddon, that's going to come out in theaters uh, this Friday all over the southern United States, uh, plus Denver, Phoenix, and uh, some other markets. Uh, we have had a groundswell of support, and we were hoping that people would see this not just as a, as a movie, a fact-based uh, movie of, of, the, of the most imminent danger that our country faces, uh, but that they would get behind it as a movement. And we, uh, this week have hit four million views of our trailer, uh, on the, on the internet, which is extraordinary. Uh, 
Tomorrow morning, Mike and I will be uh, appearing on Fox and Friends for a nationwide uh, interview. So it's, uh, uh, it's, it's happening as we had hoped for. And, and of course, the, the reason we made the movie was to warn people uh, about this most imminent threat. You know, our Congress itself determined through uh, two EMP studies uh, that the most likely way we were going to be attacked by our enemy was through an EMP. And so uh, our politicians have done nothing about it. The mainstream media has not educated people. So we stepped up and made a movie that would tell the truth about this. And it's not only about an EMP, uh, but just as importantly, it's, it's, it's about a, a government who is allowing it to happen. And we've been able to tell that story all over the country, that the government may be here, but they're not here to help us. Well, I think that it's really imperative that people understand, too. I think someone counted the warnings in there of the different subjects you covered, and, you know, it was, what, close to three dozen. But, again, it's not just about EMP. I think the, the, the strongest uh, scene in the movie, without giving anything away, is the collusion between uh, a United States general, a Russian, and a Chinese, uh, what would you say, equal or cohorts, and the way that unfolds is pretty absolutely, it is, forgive me, not pretty absolutely, it's totally realistic as to what's going on behind the scenes. And I think what people don't recognize, you know, and I'm not going to, I better be careful so I don't give too much away, but when you see the conniving, when you see who gives the order to finally pull the plug, when you see absolute contempt for Americans and people uh, uh, existing under such, uh, what would I say, betrayal and also numbness and dumbness, it really is a mirror into where we're currently at. And Gary, you know, just based on what you and I have spoken on on the phone in the last week, it's gotten the attentions of, I'll say this without, I don't think you would have any problem with me saying this, it's gotten the attention of Washington, it's gotten the attention of uh, Congress and Senate, it's gotten, excuse me, it's gotten the attention, I can't say gotten tonight, it has caused a lot of ruffles in the halls of liars, okay? So this is an antidote, ladies and gentlemen, for the bias and the BS that basically is present on the main mainstream news on a given moment-by-moment basis. The agenda is being interrupted, and as Gary said, a movement is taking place. So, Gary, that's phenomenal. Four million views. Steve, I'll, I'll, I'll share a story with you that happened this morning. I was on the phone with Dr. Peter Pry, who is the foremost expert on, on EMPs. He headed the commissions in front of Congress. In fact, he works for Homeland Security, uh, as, as their director over uh, EMP preparedness. And he were, and I were having a conversation today about how important the movie is, and I was explaining to him that it's fact-based. You know, the thing is that it's entertaining, and, and it's got a great storyline, and, you know, people will learn if they're entertained, which is what the idea is. But when we were on the phone, uh, I, I asked him, what is the political problems that our country's blind to this and the politicians have done nothing. And and he blamed it on uh, uh, incompetence and, and bureaucracy and all the other things. And I said, well, you know, Dr. Uh, Pry, I'm a little more cynical about this. Uh, uh, you know, I'm aware that there is a criminal cabal that runs Washington. I'm aware that there's a deep state that actually makes the decisions. 
And he stopped me, and he said, you know Homeland Security is listening to this phone call. <laughs> so if they're not fully aware of, uh, of us telling the truth about all the angles on it, uh, I guess by this morning there certainly are. I, Steve, you opened up a, a number of themes to the movie that I'd like to talk about. Uh, we we tried to be uh, a fact-based completely, uh, and we tried to tell the entire story of the, of the things that have been going on, the nefarious things that have been going on in our government that that are setting us up for for what is very likely going to be the demise of our country. And for example, uh, we deal with the Second Amendment thing. You know, John Kerry has signed a treaty illegally with the United Nations that allows them to come into our country with foreign troops in the event of an emergency to restore order. And the Small Arms Treaty with the UN that he illegally has signed allows the UN to to disarm Americans to violate the, the Second Amendment. So our hero in the movie is a young lieutenant who, who knows his constitution. And when the disaster happens, he's ordered by his colonel, played by Marshall Teague, by the way, who's a fantastic uh, uh, actor that's well-known. Well, he tells the colonel that he does not have to obey an unconstitutional order. And so they try to arrest him. The fight scene uh, happens, and, and he makes his getaway. Uh, we also show the U.N. coming in and trying to take weapons from people. We, we show the, the U.S. Army training in urban warfare to disarm American citizens. Now, where do these ideas come from? They come right out of reality. And most Americans don't know what a threat that their government is to our freedoms we talk about the National Defense Authorization Act. You know, the Republican Congress passed this monstrosity, and they've passed it every year since 2011. Do you know in this country that our president can, in his administration, can accuse an American of, of some association with a terrorist? And based on the accusation alone, you can be arrested, you can be held indefinitely, without charges and without defense. You're not even allowed to communicate with your family or a lawyer. Complete suspension of the Fifth Amendment in this country, and that is codified in the law. And I've been a big Republican supporter for years. My Republicans passed this abomination that, that obliterated the Fifth Amendment. So we deal with that uh, issue. We also deal with prepping. You know, any good Boy Scout has, has, has got some preparation. I don't care whether it's a hurricane or a tornado or uh, uh, or you name it. Uh, a, a responsible father should have food and water and and and, uh, and the ability to protect it in his home at any given time. And and that just makes sense to me. I don't think you have to be a radical to, to be prepared. And we encourage people to 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 have preparedness. And in the movie, we show how it's done. Uh, we, we show how we survive as a, as a family, as a group, uh, uh, and we show how we defend it uh, from an out-of-control federal government uh, that, that is cooperating with foreign troops. And, of course, we do have foreign troops on our soil. You know, the GRID-X test was, a, uh, was held a year ago where it, it was a test to see if the downing of our grid uh, could be survivable in the effects of it. Well, our president invited the Chinese and the Russians, 
who we are at odds with right now, to come in and observe what happens when our grid goes down. Oh, what a, what nonsense! And I tell you, I've been uh, able to talk about uh, the traitorous actions of not just our president, but Republicans and Democrats. Anybody that is signed on to the Trans-Pacific Partnership is a traitor to this country. And the, I'm kind of getting off on another subject, but the Trans-Pacific Partnership actually uh, gives authority to a tribunal uh, of, of lawyers that uh, uh, will hear cases of international companies who have been harmed by sovereign actions of states, and it will rule in their favor if they've lost profits. States have no recourse, can't go to the courts, and the states have to pay it uh, under under the uh, uh, Trans-Pacific Partnership. Absolutely traitorous act. So we're on a mission not just to warn people of this most imminent threat to our country. And by the way, we chose the method of delivery for DMP in the form of, of a North Korean satellite. On February the 7th, North Korea launched their second satellite. It crosses over the United States twice a day at the optimum EMP altitude of 300 miles. We know that North Korea has miniaturized nuclear weapons, and there's a very good chance that there is a weapon on the satellite. And because it comes from south to north, we have no defense in this country. And if they decide to detonate that, and by the way, Kim Jong-un threatens to destroy our country pretty much every week. If he chooses to detonate that thing, According to the Congress, 90% of Americans will die in 12 months. So we think American people need to be made aware of this. They need to be, to be angry about it. They need to prepare for it, and they need to go to not just their federal legislatures, who are pretty much worthless now. You know, Washington, D.C. is a criminal cabal that's bought and paid for by the moneyed interest. And we know that to be a fact. And that's, I think that's why Donald Trump is doing so well. They've stolen our country, and we want it back. And just maybe Donald Trump is is rich enough to not be bought and bold enough to not be afraid of these people. And so this this whole movement where people should be warned, they should go to their state legislatures where they might get some action, uh, and they need to be demanding uh, that, that, that the federal government uh, respect the wishes of the voters and not the, 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 the moneyed interest in this country. So a whole lot of themes that we cover, and we do it as, with as, as much honesty and integrity as we can. And, and we do it in the form of a movie that's entertaining. I, you know, I learned a long time ago that you can teach people if you can entertain them. And, and that's why I decided to make movies. You know, we, we, we want to have, have a, a movie with a message and, and a movie that's going to make a difference. And if we can wake people up, if we can uh, help them prepare and, and get them angry at their government so that they can demand that their votes are respected, uh, uh, what, what a wonderful thing we could accomplish. And, Steve, I appreciate so much what you've committed your life to do to, uh, to further this cause as well. And Steve, if I can interject something here, real, really quickly, I just want to say this. I don't, uh, Steve. I think you, I think you know this, uh, and Mr. Haven. I don't believe you, you do, but uh, uh, I, I just want to say that on Tuesday, May fourth of twenty ten, 
I was invited to and I attended a meeting that was actually at the request of uh, uh, the county officials in upstate New York. I'm not going to give away the county, but it was Tuesday, May 4th, 2010, where they cited uh, the EMP Commission's report uh, before the House Armed Services Committee. That was on July 10th, 2008. They cited this report. They were talking about the threat of an EMP and the very... Um, the very information that you just provided was affirmed by the county officials, by the EMS in that county, in a large county in upstate New York. Uh, well, you don't have, it, folks, it was Erie County, all right? And actually, it was a combination between Erie and Niagara counties. But there was a meeting, and, and these, <laughs> the officials were very concerned. And what was taking place? At that time, the information that we were provided, I was provided, uh, as well as the other people that, uh, that were there and invited me, they said, look, the money is not being allocated by Washington. Uh, the funding it would have to come from our own counties. The fact of the matter is the statistics are, are horrible, and, yes, the threat is real. In fact, the uh, a member of the commission had sent a letter to one of the county officials and said, look, uh, we do believe that within a period of uh, five to ten years that this is indeed a possibility, if not a probability. So I just want to throw that in there. Not that you need or anyone needs verification of this. This is not hype. So when you, when you've got two officials of really two counties, saying uh, two major counties in, in western New York, um, upstate New York, saying, "Look, we, we've got a problem here." Yeah, folks, this is not this is not hyperbole. This is not uh, fiction. So, Steve, I, I didn't mean to jump in there, but I wanted to just drive that point home. Well, no, and uh, please feel free to jump in at any point. One of the things, too, that that everyone forgets on the whole issue of EMP is there are devices that can be land-based. Ideally, a satellite uh, at a certain altitude uh, is going to take out the majority, but they can also selectively, the people that are behind us, equal to Gary's bad guy in the movie, can decide what part of the country they shut down. And, Gary, you've been watching and all of the alerts on my site and others, I mean, whole areas of the country, their phone systems are going down, their computer systems are going down, interruptions, and so people can say, oh, that's just uh, by chance, and then within days, they come out and say, the biggest hacks in the history of cyber hacking have taken place at Google and Yahoo, and some of the most uh, astonishing statements are, just how vulnerable our nuclear power plants are. So, ladies and gentlemen, if people won't tell you the truth about Fukushima, they're certainly not going to admit, our government's not going to admit that they already have signed a deal with the Chinese and the Russians. And, Gary, I think that it's really tough for people to understand that, as somebody once said, I think a, a, a country can withstand uh, armies from without, but they can't withstand, what, traitors from within? Yeah, that was Cicero, and uh, yes, you know I told my uh, 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 senator, uh, national senator. I'll tell you, it is John Cornyn uh, recently that that the Republicans are a greater danger to our country than the Democrats. You know, we know the Democrats are are socialist, communist, sold, bought, and paid for by welfare, and you name it. But the Republicans still pretend to be constitutionalists they pretend to be conservatives 
and and they are the enemies in the camp right now. And this is coming. I'm I'm a big time Republican, and, and but I'm I'm disgusted with it. Uh, and the Trump movement is is, is waking up uh, Republicans. You know it, that's what's driving him. He he actually, as crude as he is, is speaking the truth. And and we're getting excited that uh, somebody stands up against the establishment uh, who is bought and paid for by the moneyed interest. Uh, you know, uh, 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 something happened uh, a week before last. It was the Dark Act. And the Dark Act uh, was a result of uh, uh, Vermont passed a law that required food companies to put on their packaging what you're eating. You know, what a novel idea. Uh, but the, the, the GMO uh, money uh, was sent to the Republican establishment and they said, you need to shut this down. And so the Dark Act uh, w- went before the Senate uh, last week, and it barely failed because the American people are waking up and they're saying, you know what, we have a right to know what's in our food, and, and who the heck is telling you, my congressman and my, my senator, uh, that I'm not allowed to see that? And it barely, uh, in fact, the Democrats uh, were the ones who shut it down, but the Republicans thought it was a, a good idea that you and I uh, shouldn't be allowed to know what we're eating. And this is America. This is nuts. And, you know, Steve, uh, back to the, to, the, uh, to the attacks on our, you know, the grid is being attacked through cyber attacks, you know, thousands a day. Even the mainstream media is, is printing that. We could have a solar flare. You know, we were barely missed by one a year ago. Uh, a Carrington event where a solar flare, a, a, a space weather could shut this thing down. And then there's just the old-fashioned terrorism thing. You know, we had this substation in uh, Los Angeles, uh, I believe a year ago, where a bunch of guys showed up in the middle of the night, cut the camera links, and began firing at the transformers with AK-47s. You know, this is a real threat. And our, and our, our, our government is doing nothing about it. Now say that, Texas, where I live, uh, is the exception to that. We passed a law this last summer to harden the grid in Texas. And there's three grids that cover the United States. Texas is unique, and it's the only state with its own grid. The other two grids cover the rest of the uh, uh, of the continental U.S. So my representatives, and I was part of the influence to get that to happen, uh, passed a law that we would harden our grid and protect it from an EMP or Carrington-type event. So, you know, we're getting something done here. And I want to encourage Americans all over the country to, to and, and Dr. Peter Frye, uh said today that the best hope is to get it done on state levels but because government's closer to the people at that level. And so people need to get angry about this, and they need to contact their state reps or state senators or governor and, and tell them, hey, we want to be like Texas. We want to have our families, our children, our grandchildren protected from this most imminent threat, according to the U.S. Congress. So do something that matters. You know, instead of spending your time um, uh, letting the boys use the girls' restroom, you know, let's spend our time doing something that's going to make a difference to 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 uh, our survival uh, in this nation. Well, I think, too, what's, what's interesting as this thing unfolds, the whole geopolitical arena is, I used to call it uh, circus ridiculous, 
but most of these Republicans, and, and let's face it, they once were constitutionalists, now they're constipationists, okay? <laughs> and by that, I, there you go, the first time probably on the radio, they're constipationists. And, and the idea is, is that the free flow of information, the, the, the normal process of digesting the truth, these guys are so backed up, they're no longer full of air, they're full of more than air, and what what the expectation of Americans has been so long that if we just get our representatives into office, why they'll really have our best interests in mind. That's like asking the Thanksgiving turkey what he would like for Thanksgiving dinner, while the, uh, the carving, uh, the butcher is sitting with his butcher knife, and the carving is going on, and, and what I'm saying is, we're sitting ducks, and I also want to say this, unless a miraculous transformation happens to this country and there's a turnaround it has to be understood by people that we we as you and 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 mike have presented in the movie we have got to get people energized and charged now gary let me ask you this you're a pretty well connected guy that's that's an understatement a very well connected guy and based on as the movie comes closer to being released on its uh, friday have you been getting more flack from people that were, quote, in the Republican Party that know you? Are you getting, uh, let's just say this, more anger, frustrated, directed at you? As a matter of fact, uh, Mike Norris was on with a <clears throat> big AM station out of San Antonio this afternoon. And the interviewer was a cruise fan. And he was so mad at me for telling the truth about Cruz. And, and, let, and let me share that with the audience. Uh, you know, I, I, I talked about this uh, a week ago, and it went viral. Uh, and I, I, I think it, it was powerful enough to have actually influenced Cruz's loss in Indiana. But here's the truth about Cruz. You know, I know him personally. Uh, I had dinner with him and vetted him uh, about seven or eight months ago. And, and I was really looking forward to meeting him. You know, I was thinking, I've been a Christian, he's a light believer, he's a constitutionalist. And, and at the dinner, he began to talk about the Ukraine and about Putin being the devil and why we needed to send our kids and treasure over there. And I was just astounded. And when he finished his little deal at the dinner table, I, I spoke up and I said, uh, uh, you know, Senator, uh, uh, Victoria Newland with the State Department, who worked for Hillary Clinton, was caught admitting spending $6 billion to overthrow the, the duly elected uh, Ukraine government. And oh, by the way, the, the people in Crimea actually had a referendum and 94% of them voted to go with Putin and Russia. He didn't invade it. And and so I, I told the other side of it. And, and at the end of the conversation, Chris said, well, you know, I'm not a neocon. Well, that's exactly what he is. And, and if people don't know the, the definition of neocon, it, it's, uh, it, it, it stands for the new Republicans who who are... Uh, pro-war, uh, pro-empire, uh, pro-American hegemony, and that position has got us in Iraq and, and kept us there 10, 11, 12 years now, got us into to Afghanistan. I mean, we're sending our kids in treasury, in treasury to these hell holes, uh, uh, and it's not about democracy in, a, in America, the American way. It's about being obedient to, to this to this military security complex, this 
billions of dollar uh, uh, business that pays these neocons to, to, to get us into these wars so they can make money. It's also about uh, uh, GMO uh, seeds. You know, Monsanto wanted their GMO seeds into Ukraine, which is the breadbasket of Europe. So, you know, they supported these Republicans, these neocons, to send our kids and our treasure there. Syria, you know, they spread the lie that Assad had, had used chemical weapons on his own people. It was a lie. It was it came out that the, the stuff probably came from uh, from Saudi. But but Obama and the neocon Republicans wanted to send our kids in, in the treasure. I'll tell you something about Syria that's fascinating. Today in Syria, you have the State Department that is supporting the Kurds, and you have the CIA, which is supporting the, the moderate rebels, which is a joke. But the moderate rebels are fighting the Kurds. And so we've, we've got our State Department provide, providing weapons and support to one group, while the CIA is providing weapons and support to the other group for fighting each other. This is insane. But, but it's not insane to the military-industrial complex, which makes billions off of these policies. And when you confront people like Cruz with this, you know, he, he, he's, he's fine with it. He, he thinks that, uh, you know, we're experiencing democracy and freedom and all that stuff. It's ridiculous. Now, when I uh, got to researching Cruz, I found out a number of things. You know, the public now knows that he didn't report uh, a million-dollar loan from Citibank and from uh, 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 from Goldman Sachs for his Senate campaign. Uh, he got caught on that. And uh, they now know that his wife is a is a, uh, a Council of Foreign Relations member. In fact, she was part of the committee to do away with the borders on this uh, North America Union idea. Uh, uh, she, we all know she's a vice president at, uh, uh, at Goldman Sachs. And if you look at, at Cruz's... Uh, uh, advisors, which are published. He published it. Two of them were former CIA uh, directors, uh, and the others are bankers. Uh, Cruz was the designated opponent that was put up by the establishment to give you and me the illusion that we were making a choice. You know, once again, yeah, we were going to get a choice between either two of, of the uh, candidates that are controlled uh, by the elitists by the criminal elite in Washington. So uh, when I t- spoke about uh, Cruz and, and, and explained who he really was, and I was disappointed, you know, because I was hoping, you know, I'm a, you and I are committed Christians. We love Jesus. And, uh, you know, and I found that, uh, you know, he's a liar. And, and uh, it was all about uh, acquiring power so, so he could be the new puppet to replace Obama. And there wouldn't have been any difference between an Obama, I mean, I mean a Hillary or, or, or a Cruz uh, uh, presidency, because they both report to their owners, their lords and masters. And you know what? A year ago, people would call me a nut for talking about this, but it is so obvious now that we've lost control of our government, that there are people in power that own it. They own the Republicans. They own the, the, the Democrats. By the way, uh, Northwestern and... Princeton did a study. It was published last summer. And they looked at federal policy from 1981 to 2003. And the question was, who was influencing federal policy? And Princeton and Northwestern determined that the average American voter had zero influence on federal policy, that all federal policy was determined by the moneyed interest. And we're talking about the bankers, uh, the, the pharmaceutical companies, the military-industrial complex, uh, big agra, uh, even oil and gas. 
And so we've lost our country. And American people are waking up and they're boldly speaking out about it. They are going to tell the truth. It doesn't matter how uncomfortable it is. We've lost our country, and by God, it's time we take it back. Doug, would you like to comment? <laughs> wow. No, 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 I will. I just, you know, you're so kind to let us be on tonight. I just don't want to, you well, know, well, no. steam Yep. Yeah, I, I gotta tell you, no, it, it's just the, um, the information. Folks, please listen to what Gary Haven is saying because this is more than a movie. This is really, um, in my view, at least a window, if not a template for the possibilities, if not a probability of what could happen. And of course, the blowback or the pushback against the movie, in addition to the complicity of some of the sock puppets inside the beltway, you've got to understand this is bigger. This is so much bigger. And again, Amerigan, the movie, visit the website, show your support. Make sure that that uh, you go see the movie, AmerigeddonTheMovie.com is the website. Go see the movie opening May 13th, 2016, and pass this along to all of your friends, your family members, if you care about about them. And this is more than people just having to watch TV in the dark. I mean, this, this is a, a an event horizon that, that's uh, like no other, a threat like no other, and a threat that's, uh, that, that could be prevented, or at least we could harden ourselves against this threat, but we're not. And that, according, and as I mentioned, uh, Tuesday, May 4th, 2010, was a, an interesting day in my life when, uh, yeah, I saw a, a county official saying, hey, we are powerless. D.C. knows about this. They're not helping us. The state reps, the state people aren't helping us, and uh, we're on our own. So, Steve, go ahead, sir. We're at a point where, as dark as it gets, I like the light that's being shown on this whole situation with our government. You know, obviously, we're seeing the world when we watch mainstream television through a lens. We're watching the telepresence of every single uh, evil, and I will use that word, and demonic entity trying to destroy the very country that actually provided them with the ability to get to be who they are. Isn't that amazing? It's like the dog returning to its own vomit. They generate the problem, then they create the solution, the Hegelian dialectic, and by the time they create the solution, a whole lot of people are dead. I think what's interesting to me, again, about Amerigeddon is the fact that that's what we're facing. And here, here's my cheap complaint, Gary, you know, Doug and, and Mike and everyone who's ever listened to me. There seems to be a dismissal of reality, a denial of events, and a happy good feeling that as long as, you know, I'm plugged into my iPad, iPod, or whatever, uh, there, there is such a narcissistic spirit over the land, and I believe that obviously it starts at uh, Transylvania Avenue. By the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but again, I will not say Pennsylvania Avenue. I think Transylvania Avenue is much more uh, realistic. The Congress and Senate have basically, and I'll say this, have taken this country apart piece by piece while feigning to be defenders of liberty by feigning to be uh, defenders of the Constitution. They have absolutely worked under the cover of ignorant people and, dis and, and done exactly the opposite of that. So 
in Transylvania, obviously, the references to Dracula. And if you look at the American middle class, the American middle class has, has had the blood sucked out of them by NAFTA, North American Free Trade Agreement, GATT, General Agreement on Trades and Tariffs. And when Gary put it to, and I would say this, uh, Mr. Cruz, to basically say where he really stood, it was obvious to everyone. You cannot believe in the TPP and come across, in essence, everything that he was saying, his actions indicated exactly the opposite. And if I remember, Gary, you telling me the story, he didn't stick around for the dessert with you over the discussion, did he? Yeah, he, uh, uh, he said he was going to call me the next day. And, uh, of course, I never heard him. You know, something I learned in the last day or so, I was a little behind the curve on this, but uh, his charitable giving. Uh, he, he doesn't tithe to any church. And over the last, I think it was from 2005 to 2012, uh, he gave away to charity less than 1% of his income. And, uh, you know, it reminds me of uh, Obama and Biden. Biden, who, who uh, back when he was running for vice president the first time, he earned $600,000 that year. His total charitable giving was $75. And, it, you know, mm. and these people are telling me that, uh, that you're doing all of this for the good of the, of the people. No, it's nonsense. And, uh, you know, they, they've been bought and paid by the corporatists who, who, who it's all about profit. And so if you can make something in China and, and, uh, and cost the jobs in America, you know, that's what they do. There's, there's no social responsibility from these people. That's the thing about Trump. You know, I, I don't like a lot of things he's talking about. Like building a wall is a really bad idea. You know, if you want to uh, eliminate the, the masses of people that are coming across here to work, uh, you, you need to, to stop subsidizing it. You know, we put every one of these people that come across that border illegally on Section 8 housing, on Medicaid, on uh, food stamps. If we weren't funding it, they couldn't afford to live here. So there's a much better solution. But Trump does get it that corporations need to assume some social responsibility. And I'm not talking about uh, uh, socialism. I'm just talking about being good corporate uh, citizens of this country where they create jobs that uh, that pay well. Uh, and, and if they sacrifice some portion of their profits to, to accomplish that, uh, you know, so be it. However, the American worker... Uh, is still the most productive worker on the planet. And if you can uh, provide the technology that you can only get here uh, to a really productive worker and in an environment that, uh, that, that where you can eliminate, you know, the federal government passed 60,000 pages of regulations last year. And, and these are not made by law. These are made by bureaucrats, yeah, it, which is against the Constitution as well. They're not supposed to make law or, or anything even looks like law. So if Trump can put a stop to this nonsense and stand against these corporatists uh, uh, in the government bureaucrats who have been feeding them and, 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 and parasitically living off of them, you know, I, I think we can uh, have hope to get our country back. And, you know, that brings up this open border. You know, we, we've got these, you know, and I... I speak Spanish. I live in, in, in the south of Texas on the border for 25 years. You know, I, I care about these people. The way to do it is to create a, a, a job program where they can come in, uh, apply for the job, and go through uh, uh, the, the border properly with their passports, and uh, 
and then go home at Christmas. I might have to swim a river to do it. Uh, but the government, uh, although they have a program like that, it's just horribly run. If they would clean that up, people wouldn't have to come across illegally. If we'd quit subsidizing when they were here, they would come and work and they would go home, which a lot of them would prefer to do that anyway. So I think Trump understands that, uh, and he's gonna, you know, he's a CEO. I'm a CEO. And, and we gather smart people around us and we listen to them and, and we bring in people that are experts, legal accounting or whatever, finance, whatever it was that, that, uh, that we have to have good advice. And then we make the final decision. And I think Trump's going to gather the smartest people around him that are going to give him good advice, uh, about the, the border or about uh, creating jobs. And, and that's the hope. You know, one thing that I'm upset about right now is is bringing in unvetted Syrian refugees. Now, the FBI said they can't vet them, and the FBI said that up to 10% of them are, may be radicalized. And this is insane. This isn't something we should be discussing. You, you just don't do it. Uh, you know, if, if, if you've got a bleeding heart, uh, would you invite somebody in your home that that uh, you got a one out of ten chance that you're going to, you know, kill your kids. You just don't do it, and, and it shouldn't even be a dialogue in this country. You know, when people, you know, try to uh, uh, to argue that well, we got to help them. Well, first of all, let's bring our kids and our treasures home and quit destroying your countries, uh, which which is a good start. And, and then secondly, if you can vet them, great. Uh, but but if you can't, you just got to say no. You can't help everybody uh, every time. And of course. I believe that this is by design. You know, Steve, you talked about the Hegelian uh, 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 principle. The dialectic. Dialectic, there we go. Uh, There's a strategy that the elitists have used uh, to acquire power, and 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 it's simply uh, defined as uh, creating a problem, and then in, in providing the solution to the problem, you acquire power. And Rahm Emanuel, for example, said you never waste a good crisis. This is by design. So whether it's bringing in uh, these refugees uh, from Syria that, that are going to cause great harm to our country, even if it's 1%, opening the border, uh, we know ISIS is coming across the border. Uh, if it's printing masses of amounts of money and spending our, our country into oblivion, uh, if it's taking Social Security money uh, instead of putting it in the trust fund so you're going to bankrupt that program, uh, these are policies that, that I'm not going to any longer attribute to incompetency. This is by design. And there are people in power in this country that that pursue world power. You know, there really is a group of people that want a world government. And Henry Kissinger, for example, said, the only thing standing in the way of a one-world government is a strong America. They're going to diminish America. And, and the idea that they would kill 90% of us, well, when you consider that Ted Turner and, and said that the ideal population of the planet, the sustainable population of the planet, is 350 million to 500 million people, uh, and Bill Gates has been caught uh, uh, putting uh, abortives in, in, uh, in vaccines in, in uh, Africa and in India, he's actually being charged uh, uh, criminally as well as civilly with that. These people... Uh, really believe that the population of the planet should be reduced. And if America, a strong America, is standing in the way of their plans, and there needs to be a population reduction, the idea of, the, of an EMP that uh, they either allow happen, because they don't shoot this thing out of the sky, uh, 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 or, 
hard that they might actually uh, uh, believe that because they don't love this country. They love their power, and they want ultimate power. And ultimately, these people are Satanists. And uh, and if you read your Bible, it says that uh, uh, that because we turned away from from good and evil, we denied it, that we would be given over to great delusion. And and I believe they have gotten away with so much because the American people uh, have have been uh, delusional. Uh, and, and when they look at the evidence, it's all around us that our government is is not got our interest at heart. Uh, they they uh, uh, have continued to allow it to happen, and, and they deny the evidence. And you know, and that brings us to to uh, the, the normalcy bias. You know, it's a psycho- psychological uh, defense that when we see evidence that threatens us, that threatens our status, that we deny it because we're so vested. Uh, in, 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 in the status that we have. And so, uh, uh, most Americans are in denial over the most obvious things that threaten their freedoms. So, there's a lot going on that I believe is not by, due to incompetence, but in fact is, is, is a result of design. I agree. And, and what's, lost on everyone is the fact that, again, remember when you used to go to the circus as a kid and they had three rings? They always basically had the main, uh, the center, I guess, attraction. Then the left and right, they had the, uh, the jugglers, and on the right, they had the clowns. They had the standing elephants. Hmm, perfect analogy. But at the end of the show, you paid money to see the show, and you left with a memory, but what what was really the message? Well, the message was, we'll entertain you, you'll pay for it, and we can do whatever we want while your eyes are fixed upon us. And by the way, in, in the old days, uh, the, the circuses were known for being run by everything from pickpockets to even, in some cases, hookers, you name it. It wasn't a really well-respected uh, uh, occupation or vocation. But saying all that, the... Republicans and the Democrats, Gary, we're undergoing a full-scale communist revolution with no buttering up the words. The overwhelming of the military. We're at the worst position in our military's history. We have effeminized the, the troops. We have gotten rid of, what, 400-plus uh, fleet officers and flag officers, and again, what's you can talk about the Constitution. I can talk about the Constitution. We can make reference to it, but here's the bottom line. They don't care, and it goes further than that. I've said this on talk radio, Doug, I think you remember it, but I said, is it the case that everyone who uh, swore an oath to uphold the Constitution against all enemies, foreign domestic, where were those guys thinking? Why were they thinking, and why were they not doing? The military, Gary, could have challenged uh, the whole birther issue. The military could have done a lot, but you said something about the military-industrial complex. Eisenhower warned against it. The presidents were always in fear of it. Obviously, even Kennedy paid with his life over it. So, so have you ever asked yourself, and, and what are your thoughts, Gary, on this, that how is it that... Every single national uh, a, a symbol of our, our, of our identity and of our, our country has been so uh, rapaciously taken out of the public context. 
You know, the current um, Secretary of Defense is a gay man who's never served in the in the military. Uh, uh, the the female that runs the the, uh, the Secretary of the Air Force uh, never didn't have a palace license. You know, they they've been put into place as, as bureaucrats to do the bidding of, of their masters. Uh, this is not about a strong America. Anything to diminish America. Uh, you know, we've had, uh, under George uh, uh, Bush, W. Bush, he fired one flag officer in his eight years. And Obama's up to three or four hundred right now. Uh, again, this, this isn't an action, it's by design. Oh, I don't know if you noticed what George H.W. Bush said uh, yesterday or the day before uh, in an interview, but but this is a quote. Uh, the American people can't handle the truth. Now, there's a window into, uh, in, into these people. So uh, it's it just part of the plan to diminish our country in every possible way they can. And, you know, Obama uh, is probably a Mancurian candidate. He has, has probably been handled uh, since he was a, a child, uh, and we know his history. You know, he he uh, uh, thought that um, uh, the the author of, uh, of Rules for Radical Saul Alinsky was, uh, you know, was just the greatest guy in the world. And I don't know if you've read, I'm sure you've read the book, but but Alinsky was a communist who had a strategy uh, that uh, that simply said. Uh, 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 truth is is is, uh, uh, is is what your intentions are, and so Obama looks into the camera and says, "You can keep your doctor." You know, he knows good and well that's not not true, but he's he's got good intentions. You know, with this healthcare plan, uh, but he can look in the camera, and you and I, who are Judeo-Christian value-based people, would say, "Well, you know, that's a lie," but because he's well-intentioned in his value system, uh, it's not a lie, and so you have. Uh, 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 Frank Davis, uh, who, who he spent time with, a radical communist, uh, uh, he, he writes about in his book, uh, and even Obama himself, who, who says that, uh, you know, if the winds of change uh, uh, go in a different directions, and he's siding with the Muslims. I mean, how much of the stuff do you have to read to not say, hey, you know, this guy may, may not have, you know, my and my family's best interest at heart. But you've got to get rid of the military, because uh, they're the only ones that can stand against uh, the, these people that are really trying to take our country and, and acquire absolute power. So it's it's a mess. Mr. Haven and Steve and Mr. Norris, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, we are up against the top of the hour news break. This is tremendous, folks. Visit Amerigeddon the Movie also on Facebook as well, Facebook Amerigeddon Movie. All right, you can you can uh, reach it off of uh, uh, our Facebook page as well. Steve Quayle is uh, heading up this interview with Mr. Gary Haven, the man behind Amerigeddon, and Mr. Mike Norris, filmmaker, actor. Thank you all three for being with us, folks. Stay with us. We'll be right back. By the way, I want to say hello to people checking in from Canada, Costa Rica, well, even the UK where it's late. Stay with us. Is the Global Star Radio Network. 
Never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. Marageddon coming to theaters nationwide this Friday, May 13th, 2016. It's been described as a movie that the establishment does not want you to see. And, folks, I can guarantee you that's true. It's, it shows what happens when a not-so-future U.S. government conspires with the U.N. to stage an attack on the energy grid. It depicts a country ruled by martial law in which its citizens are stripped of the constitu- our constitutional rights and our guns. A group of patriots fight back and rescue the country from slipping into irreversible chaos. It's a ripping movie. I had the pleasure, the opportunity, and, and the privilege to see this movie this weekend before its release, and, and I must say, it is absolutely a must-watch for anyone who really wants to see the, uh, the really, the after effects, the psychological effects, and the lead up to, and then the after effects. Before we get to our guests, uh, back to our guests here, and our guests are Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com, Mike Norris, of course, actor, filmmaker, um, he's been, uh, you know, he's been over a dozen movies, my goodness, uh, and of course, American actor in his own right, over two dozen films, son of uh, actor and martial arts champion uh, Chuck Norris, and Mr. Gary Haven, the man behind the movie Amerigeddon. Before we get back to them, I want to just drop a word here about Casper, folks. Have you have you how you, how, you, how are you sleeping at night, especially with all this stuff going on? Well, you you can rest like a baby on a Casper mattress. Required here in the Hagman household, we've got five, count them, five Casper mattresses. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. The mattress industry has inherently forced consumers into paying just really high markups. Well, Casper's changing all of that. A Casper mattress, it provides just the right sink and the right resilience and long-lasting support of comfort. It's a one-of-a-kind. It's a hybrid mattress that combines premium latex foam with memory foam. And the cost, oh, my goodness, the mattresses can cost well over $1,500. But Casper, folks, between $500 for a twin-size mattress and uh what what is it i think for uh king is like 950 it's incredible because they cut the middleman out of the deal it's buying a casper mattress is completely risk free they offer free delivery returns within a 100 day period it's simple 
And you know, if you, for anyone who sleeps on a regular basis, now this doesn't include Steve Quell. I gotta tell you, because he's up like 24-7. But for normal people, sorry Steve, but for normal people, uh, Casper has really, it's the bed. To, to Lion. Obsessively engineered mattress. Shockingly fair price. Just the right sink, the right bounce. Two technologies combined. Latex foam and memory foam. Risk-free trial and return policy. Try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days. Free deliver, delivery and painless returns. Folks, go to casper.com slash CFP radio. That's casper.com slash CFP radio. And you got to enter our coupon code. That's CFP radio in the code box. And, and there you'll get $50 off a purchase of your mattress details at caspermattress.com slash CFP radio. Just so pleased to have with us again, Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com, Mr. Mike Norris from, well, a filmmaker, actor, many movies, and of course, Mr. Gary Haven. And if you didn't catch Gary Haven on the Jim Baker show this week, oh, you've got to watch it. I think it might be available in segments on YouTube tomorrow. Steve Quayle and Pastor David Langford tomorrow and Friday will be with Jim Baker as well as Monday and Tuesday. So we had three days of Gary Haven on Jim Baker and then four days with uh, Pastor David Langford and Steve Quayle. Steve, I'm going to kick back to you, sir. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, right now I'm going to bring on Mike Norris, the director of Ameridetton, and his background in film and television series, 10 years on Walker, Texas Ranger. He's a very, very interesting guy because, let's just say this, he won't be invited to the Oscars or the Emmy parties, and that's a good thing, Mike. But, Mike, as you've you've looked at this, and uh, I'm talking about the world situation now, and obviously Gary utilized your... uh, numerous talents and skills the does it not surprise you too that the headlines are basically uh your billboard for relevance what i mean by that is i can just almost hit my key on my links on my website and you guys have pretty much covered it share with you the listeners if you would why you opted for less action scenes i just told uh mike off off uh, during the break i said you know what i said it was so good i love the action scenes we just got to blow up more stuff Go ahead, sir. Well, first off, I uh, thank you guys for having me on your uh, show, or Steve, uh, on your show. It's uh, it's a pleasure. I've been a big fan. But, um, yeah, so if we're talking about uh, why not more explosions, what's interesting is, first off, very early on in this project, when uh, Gary began the development and the writing of the script, I, um, I was awake, about as awake as somebody laying in bed on a Sunday morning, you know, yawning, getting ready to go to church. I, you know, I didn't have the knowledge of what this movie and the power that this movie was going to have when we first started it. Um, Just only because I didn't have the knowledge that uh, Gary had uh, about the uh, content of the film. Um, and, And as I was reading through the screenplay, you know, I'm reading this screenplay going, what? <laughs> you know, uh, like EMPs, UN, um, martial law. Now, these are all things I've kind of heard of on the peripheral, um, but never really took the time to study fully for myself. And it, and it wasn't until I read the first version of the screenplay that, you know, I decided to do my own research only creatively uh, for the movie. Um, 
so when when I read the screenplay, there there was a lot of action in it, but I really felt it was more important. You know, let's have the action, let's have the fights, let's have the explosions. But for me personally, as a, as a person kind of in my situation that is, knows enough, but only knows enough not to say anything and to kind of knows enough to cower in the woods a little bit. That's kind of where I was at uh, on this film. And it wasn't until we started filming that things really started revealing themselves to me, um, you know, as I studied in preparation for this film. And when, and then obviously hearing it from Gary. So we opted, I really thought it was important that we had information out there, just a lot of nuggets that we could pull from at any time within the context of this film. It could be minute three, minute seven, minute nine, all the way through minute 92. There's information in this film that's very, very valuable that people need to hear. And, you know, it's like Captain America. Captain America is a great movie. America is a great movie that could save your life. And I really believe that the information we provide people it will inform people like me that we're kind of on the fence looking one way or another, what is this all about, and then taking the next step where you actually learn more and then you can go out and talk about it. And that's where I've gotten to on my, my journey to where we're at now on this film. Well, and as, as you've arrived at, let's say, a knowledge base that's pretty uh, far beyond what you initially started with, what kind of, I mean, you know a lot of people in the industry, what kind of flack have you gotten? Because I think people don't understand the, uh, how do we, what do we call it, the good old boy network in, uh, in Hollywood, H-E-L-L-Y-W-O-O-D? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I've gotten a little, you know, what I've heard things, uh, just from my brother, who's one of the biggest stunt coordinators in Hollywood. And the words out in Hollywood, you know, Sony Pictures picked up the movie now. So obviously, um, obviously Hollywood's heard about it. So there's been some negative feedback. And, you know, look, I know good and well, I'm not welcome in Hollywood. I, I know that good and well right now. But you should see what I'm sitting at and looking beyond right now <laughs> with Gary. Who needs Hollywood when I've got what God's created I'm looking at right now? I don't need Hollywood. I understand that, man, and and a good decision. I'd be in Texas. As a matter of fact, I doubt I'll ever go down to even Southern Southern California again. I used to live there and visit it often. Now I have no desire. As as you guys are sitting now, waiting for this to break, when Sony, I mean, in the movie business, isn't it a true statement that everything pretty much centers around distribution? You can have a great movie, and but you need distribution. We're, we're were you surprised that Sony picked it up? Because we're not talking Little League and distribution. Yeah. No, you know, listen, Sony didn't pick this up right away. Uh, there was a lot of work that had to be uh, done, and we had to do proof of concept. And we spent a substantial amount of time and money doing proof of concept. Now, our main distributor, Entertainment One, this would be the first uh, joint venture between Entertainment One and Sony. So they're actually putting their, the people that want to keep a job, that's who they're putting on this movie. It's the, the first one coming out with the Sony Entertainment One partnership. But 
the distribution, going out into theaters, it was important for us to go out into theaters just to show, hey, listen, you know, we're serious about this film and we're serious about getting the word out. And if it took us going into theaters, um, you know, that's what we were going to have to do. Little did we know, uh, really a year ago that, um, there's going to be a groundswell of people, of patriots, of believers that go, whoa, what is this movie? Let me look at this trailer. And it's really, and, and through alternative media and great media like y'all got, you know, that's what's happened. It's these people that have seen the trailer that have begun to percolate, you know, and let their voice be heard. And the views on the trailer went from a 1,000 to 10,000. Then all of a sudden, you know, Alex Jones gets it up to uh, um, a million. And, but, and then we, today we look and we've had uh, throughout the uh, platform over 4 million trailer views. We've had 17 million uh, unique views on Amerigadden. So, you know, that's the people that, I would say are awake or people that are wanting to get some knowledge about what's going on in the world. And that's who, you know, for me personally, that's who I'm looking to reach are those people that are on the fence, that are kind of confused, that see things happening. And there's going to be some very serious decisions that are going to need to be made in their lives. And it's going to need to be made quick. And had I not, you know, really done this film with Gary, um, I would be at home. I would not be prepared one bit. But thank God for this movie. You know, I now have, because of Gary, took me up to his Faraday cage. If he has one or not, I can neither confirm nor deny that. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, make sure that my family had the provisions necessary for, you know, a month, two months. And then we also have a plan where I will go if something really bad happens and building a new community. Well, it's interesting because, as you guys know, Texas was settled by the pioneer spirit. Montana, I, I told Gary this, I think, when we first met. I said, you know, Gary, Montana, the mining, where we, we had fabulous gold mining up here, but it was the Texas uh, cattle barons that brought the beef up to feed all the miners in Montana, Nelson's story and the famous story, Cattle Drive. But why I say that is because now preppers are being vilified. And, and see, this is the big deal. This is what it's all about. The government has passed so many rules and regulations that wants to keep everyone dependent upon them. And by the way, I think the black community is really waking up to that because when Donald Trump had one of his, uh, uh, you know, uh, supporters come forth, and she nailed it. And I, you know, I obviously can't say the word, but she said all we've gotten from the Democrats is basically caca or uh Droppings. She was a little more pronounced than I'll be. I'm trying to be kinder and gentler. But the point being is, is that people are starting to see through the illusion. And the illusion is what keeps the magicians, and I'm saying this in a bad sense of the word, entertaining the people while everything underneath them is rocking away. So the preppers, and I, I, Gary, you and I have talked about this, and I, is he able to hear as I'm talking to you also? He is able to hear. Okay, so so the point being is that in in uh, the movie Amerigeddon, I think it's interesting just how again one of the wisest uh, people was the elderly woman. Who was that actress? 
That's uh, Diane Ladd. Uh, okay, Diane Ladd. At, at, go ahead. Yeah, she was a, a three-time Academy Award nominee, but uh, she's now four-time Academy Award nominee with the movie Joy. So, yeah, she's uh, uh, she's a great uh, part of the part of the film. Well, what I liked about her is notice the wisdom. And notice the, uh, the, it was interesting, Gary, how you guys contrasted the older, uh, more experienced individuals in your movie with the younger. And my favorite, my favorite, uh, hero or one of the heroines in the movie is a young lady that basically was the tinkerer that basically got things really done quickly. And, uh, I think that that's something that comes through. Women don't have to go into these end times, these perilous times, Unprepared, and I thought you handled that really well. That's very cool. I, I've actually rewound it a couple times and just watched that. And so the idea is that preparing has always been the pioneer way. And, and by the way, that's why the current uh, entities in uh, DC land uh, absolutely hate Texas because Texas has rugged individuals. They have the Alamo. They absolutely, uh, you guys love your state, and you've got a history of standing up against uh, illegal powers. So naturally, they want, meaning they, the powers that be, to make Texas a, a uh, I guess you would call it an example. But what's wonderful, you've got a great governor in Texas, and I think it's fascinating that uh, that by your efforts, uh, the true nature of, listen, I don't care how many times Glenn Beck gets down on his knees with his pleas. I don't care how many times he, whatever, pushes his face in a bowl of cornmeal. In my opinion, he should have stayed there. But the point being is, is that his inside man, and you've got to ask yourself that whole situation. Have you had feedback now from the cruise camp since you went public? Well, a little bit. I, w I want to uh, uh, respond to Anna Lynn McCord. Uh, she's the, the female uh, uh, inventor that, that uh, plays a big part of the movie. You know, first of all, she's a beautiful woman. She's uh, been on nine oh two one oh Dallas. She's had a lot of roles. And when we wanted to to choose someone for the role of my assistant, we thought you know, it would be a great idea if we used a woman, particularly an attractive woman. And uh, and she was perfect. We did stunts where. Uh, her stunt person would stand on the rail of my helicopter as I was flying around, and Annalise McCord uh, uh, insisted to do it herself. So we strapped her on with a, a safety cord and, a, and put an M16 on her shoulder, and I took off and, and, and flew uh, over the, the, the ranch and, and uh, with her hanging on the outside. Uh, so you're right, that was a great role. And she's also hilarious, besides uh, being beautiful and, uh, and, and courageous. Now, on Trump, I'm just starting to get the the, the Trump, uh, excuse me, the cruise fallout uh, from having made a stand. And this is interesting. Uh, you know who's who's mad at me the most about telling the truth about Cruz? And, and again, I had no agenda. I just think people should know that. Uh, you know that he's an insider's insider, and that he was set up to play uh, the the designated opponent to to give us the illusion of choice. So I simply stated the facts about who he is. 
and uh, the Christian community who believed him to be one of us, uh, uh, many of them are angry at me. And, you know, uh, I'm just stating fact. And, and, and I don't want to know facts. And these are things that can be checked. You know, you can look up his advisors and see that they're, you know, they're absolutely Washington insiders. You can look up that his wife's a, you know, member of the CFR and, and, uh, Vice President Goldman Sachs. You can look up that he's given less than 1% of his income to charity and nothing to a church. It's there, you know, and, and I'm disappointed like everybody else is. Uh, you know, I was excited about a constitutionalist Christian, uh, running for office. But, uh, uh, you know, the truth's the truth. And, and, uh, I'd rather have the truth than, than, uh, than continue the delusion that, uh, that he's one of us. With, with the soon to be released, we're what, two days away now? Today is Wednesday. Uh, how many theaters in the South will you guys initially be opening on? We're going to open in 30 theaters in the South. And it, uh, it goes all the way from Denver to down to Phoenix, then over to all of the, the major cities in Texas, Oklahoma City, uh, and then up in Michigan. Uh, we had quite a following, uh, 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 I believe it's Grand Rapids, Michigan, that, uh, you know, and it's people that are like-minded, and, and we wanted to get this to our audience, because if our audience supports it, they bring their friends, then other theaters are going to ask to play it. And we're prepared to expand this movie all over the country. Uh, but we had to start at a level that uh, uh, made sense for us. So we really want to encourage people to go and bring your friends. It's a chance to, you know, the, the people in your life who, who uh, you know, really have trouble believing uh, the evidence that's out there that you've been talking about uh, and, and you, the audience, have been talking about, this is a chance to bring them to an entertaining movie where they can see the evidence in play about uh, the threat that our government is to us and, 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 and the threat of an EMP. So it's a learning opportunity. It's a teaching opportunity that, that I want to encourage all the listeners to take advantage of. And then, uh, if you don't have it playing in your town, uh, call your theater. Let them know that this is something you want to see. And I tell you, we have a huge response uh, uh, for this movie. I was telling you that uh, 4 million people watch the trailer. That's astounding. And and so the 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 movement is there, and when this movie comes out, uh, uh, and by the way, they're doing sneak peeks tomorrow uh, in 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 uh, many many theaters, uh, but the official rollout day is Friday. So as this thing begins to happen, uh, uh, get the word out, get on your Facebook, uh, 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 tell everybody you know that they need to support this. Because it is a peek into the truth uh, that that our country needs, and, and uh, Steve, as I mentioned, it's also a peek into the defective government that we have—a uh, federal government that's bought and paid for by the moneyed interest uh, that that have no regard for our vote uh, 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 or our protection, and so we're waking people up, and, and the Trump movement is symbolic of that. You know, he, people believe that we may have someone that'll take our country back. 
Amen to that. I, I just I want to say this, Steve. Our network is locked up here at the studio because I have hundreds, and I mean that, hundreds of emails from people saying, what can we do to get this movie in our theater? It's not even close to us. I mean, I, I can't even keep up with the, with the emails. So, uh, Mr. Haven, you're saying call, to have the people call their theaters, and, and the more the better, right? Yep. Call your local theater. Tell them that this is something that, you want to see and your friends want to see and you think is important and we think that uh, uh, theaters will respond uh, they they will appreciate the business and uh, uh, money talks and if they think you're going to spend your ticket money at their theater uh, if we get enough people out there that uh, are making those phone calls and as the executive producer uh, I'm prepared to 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 replicate this and, and put this thing into hundreds of theaters uh, if we can drive the demand. And what's going to drive the demand are your listeners uh, who, who are going to join this movement, a movement of truth. Very good. Thank you so much. All right. Go to you. Well, you know, Gary, you brought up Saul Alinsky and his rules of radicals, rules actually for radicals. And I think what most people don't know about that is this was one of the people that Hillary absolutely looked up to, Hillary Clinton. But the most important thing, I think, was the book was dedicated to Lucifer. And it began. It, it, to Lucifer. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you know, Gary, uh, I get a lot of flack over, well, what is all this stuff you talk about, fallen angels, you know, the devils, the demons, all the creatures coming from the abyss, etc. Well, you've got people who are outright Luciferians. That means they are at war with the living God. They absolutely hate Jesus and will not even acknowledge him. And they're these are the ones that are, are voting at least 50% of the population in this country, whether they know it or not, are taking on that very same, if you will, nature and influence. But it's the Republicans. And I think the word con and neocon basically means, and this is my definition, there are new conmen in town. You know, war is is the biggest money maker in history. War has always been the bankers, the international bankers, the global elite. They don't care who wins as long as it's their man and whoever they can make the most money for. So what is lost to most Christians is is that what they are seeing in the United States of America, and I'll say this, this is me, don't get mad at Gary, don't get mad at Mike, they are seeing what happens when the salt and the light, the followers of Jesus Christ, back out and want to become friends with the world. Jesus said, obviously, friendship with the world is enmity with God. But it should scare everything. And by the way, I was just looking at uh, uh, newly discovered letters between Hillary Clinton and Saul Alinsky, Marxist and uh, community organizer. I thought, you know, if they just dropped the Y and had an S, then it's true. Marxist and communist organizer. Because the rules of radicals, obviously, uh, Graithwell, when he was in the weather underground, we're seeing right now a total submission to a foreign takeover. And this is what I want to get your response on. You know, I used to get a lot of flack. I mean, a lot of flack, still do, when there were Russian troops in this country. To. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I get more and more. But the idea that the Chinese are here and the Russians are here, we can we can put up eyewitness accounts. We can put up aerial photos. You know, you've seen it all, Gary. But what makes anybody think that these guys are going to leave once they're here? Because it's almost like. It's almost like a silver uh, charger or platter where Obama has literally delivered over to the enemies of, of everything that this country stood for, our heritage, our history. Even they don't like money with, uh, you know, our founding fathers' faces on them anymore. So I don't know any other way to say this, that people would better view America in the movie because it's, it is. It's a glimpse into our present and how it plays out in the future. And that's why, I, Doug, you know, uh, you, thank you so much for letting Gary and, and Mike and I on over these months to get this out. And Alex has done a, a great job. And Jim Baker, wow, I think Gary, I told Gary, I said, you gave him, you gave him uh, a, a university degree in in so many areas that sometimes, you know, most people, even in the Christian community that are trying to get people to prep, don't recognize it's not a single event. And and for the record, Gary, EMP is what starts it, but everything else that people are worried about is there, even to the point of having no food, having no fuel, and the, um, and, and hey, Mike, did you orchestrate the uh, martial arts with the young man that played the lieutenant? Uh, Mark's out, uh, Mike's out oh. on the room right now. But, okay. Uh, uh, you know, did he do that? He, no, but uh, uh, now Mike directed it, so so he knew what he was looking for. But the young man uh, was a black belt, uh, which was kind of a requirement of the job. And, boy, he kicks some butt, doesn't he? He, oh, great, he does. Uh, i got to tell you. He, and, and, again, you know, I mean, if I were that guy, I'd be dating that blonde girl. I'm serious. I mean, you know, they'd be a team, wouldn't they? But yeah. but the point is, the one that one that's hanging out the helicopter. I especially like that, you know. And there's a scene too where you've got the goons that are going to do some harm to one of the girls who starts out being a real non-believing uh, kind of. I would say, how would you describe her, the girl that you fly in in your helicopter and rescue? Yeah, her name is uh, character's name is Penny, and uh, uh, she in real life she's she's. Uh, 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 her name's Isley. Uh, she's a very famous actress. She she was in uh, Underworld. Uh, her mother was the original Juliet, Romeo and Juliet from from the sixties. And India Isley. Uh, oh, okay. Played played a, <clears throat> a great role in that movie. Uh, so she's a very high profile actress that, that we we hired to, to play in it. You know, unfortunately, <clears throat> she's like so many of the millennials today, who who. You know, really don't understand how the world works. Uh, you know, they think if you go to school and you get a piece of paper that you're entitled to a job, and, and if you show up, you're entitled to a paycheck. And you know, the world doesn't work that way. Uh, uh, it, it's been masked and, and covered with a with a welfare system and a, uh, a, a system to to praise people for for uh, you know showing up to play and, and you get a trophy for for playing. That way. You know, we've created this. It was kind of a monster our, ourself. Uh, you know, uh, Steve, you brought up something that, that I think is really interesting. Uh, how how is it that that the American people are, are you know are so unaware and and, uh, and and not willing to look at the evidence that's that's all around them? 
you know, we do have a, you know, we live in a fallen world. Uh, uh, you and I, uh, we, we temper, uh, and certainly influence, maybe even base all of our ideas on, on Judeo biblical principles, on the Bible itself. Uh, you know, we're both well read, uh, biblically. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, th- there's a great deception on the American people. And, you know, the enemy knows that he can distract us with circus and bread and, and you know, sports and, and all this kind of thing, and, and just kind of keep us busy. And, and as long as we, you know, struggle along to get a paycheck and, and keep our mortgage uh, paid, uh, you know, we just kind of go through life. But the enemy is so bold right now, and it's becoming so obvious. Everybody's talking about, you know, the New World Order and and. and and in, in how these fools are, are uh, creating a, a, a world economic system, a world government. They're really bold about it. Well, you know what, as a Christian, you know, if they can be bold for the enemy, then, then man, uh, can I be bold for Jesus? Uh, and, I, and that is what this is all about. It's time for Christians to wake up and be as bold for our God that loves us as, as the is as the other people are for their God, who who is going to destroy them one day, you know. And, and these elitists who 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 have given their souls over to power and money, uh, and a lot of the people that are down the line a little ways, you know, they get a little status, they they, they get a little tenure, and some of these things, uh, they're bought and paid for, and and they'll be among the first to be destroyed. You know, as Stalin called them, they're useful idiots. And and uh, so, you know, I want to speak to them as well and challenge them. And you know, there's a there's a religion in this country that's a greater threat uh, to to our freedom than Islam. And and that religion is humanism. And and the the majority of our kids, unfortunately, in college, have been educated in the religion of humanism. And the definition of humanism is, is simply believing that men are the highest order, that, that there is no God that, uh, you know, that's watching us and holding us accountable, but we are gods ourselves. And so it, people that are humanist, when, when someone like you and I uh, assess the facts and we use our logic and we make a judgment, you know, like uh, uh, opening uh, the little girl's room to men, uh, they are uh, horrified that we would make a judgment like that because, you know, who are we? You know, we're just other people equal to them and, and, and you know, and they're being gods and us being gods. So when we make a judgment, it's they call it bigotry. They call it homophobia. They call it uh, racism. And so this religion of humanism has succeeded in our country to replace the Judeo-Christian values of our parents and our grandparents, the great generation. And, and now we're having to deal with, uh, with perhaps a majority of Americans who've drank the Kool-Aid that, uh, that none of us can assess, uh, uh, something with logic and then make a decision because that would be judgmentalism. And so, uh, uh and we have to educate people that, you know what, if, if, if you can't think about the risk that you're putting children, women and children in from these, you know, Predators that would take advantage of being able to go into the restaurant. If you can't think through that and, and decide, well, look, uh, you know, I feel bad for the transgender people. You know, maybe they're uncomfortable, but you know, you have to make the best choice here. 
And the best choice, of course, is to protect the women and children that will become victims to the people that will take advantage of it. Not necessarily the transgender people, but the pedophiles that will take advantage of it. That's logic. And so you and I and the, and, and the Judeo-Christian valued people in this country can draw that conclusion easily. But you take a humanist, which are so much of the people that are educating our kids, the people in power, and we become bigots. And, and the argument or the debate ends because we're bad that we would impose our judgment on other people. And so there's the great battle, I think, that's going on in our country right now, and we need to have a dialogue about that. Well, I think we are dialoguing. I think, again, seeing is believing. There are people that only learn by sight. And I think that, and I do believe this, I believe God is not going to pull out, he's not going to put any more stops in. He's pulling all stops out to show the lateness of the hour to the United States of America. You know, we're, we're watching the most horrific, horrific abortions and the sale of human body parts. We're watching the end of mankind creating the image and likeness of God. Doug, you remember when I started talking about genetic Armageddon when I first started on the radio with you, or actually first started on with uh, Coast to Coast with Art Bell. I mean, those were such foreign thoughts. And now we have, and I remember this, Gary, and one of the things that was astonishing, this is the one thing that got everybody's attention. My first radio appearance is 22, 24 years ago. Uh, someday I'm going to figure out when it was my very first radio show, but at this point it's not important. The the idea that America would go undergo civil war, that would undergo foreign invasion, basically that was a stuff quote of movies. But now it's interesting that the scripts of Hollywood, and I call it Hollywood, are preparing people, whether it's Minority Report, whether it's AI, any of the movies, basically it all ends up like this. You don't need to worry about God. You don't need to accept Jesus. There's no such thing as eternal damnation. You're going to be God. You're going to be able to live forever. You're going to be able to have everything you've ever wanted. And if anything should wear out, we just pop in a new part. That's not God's image and likeness. So I understand, I guess so clearly now, that in order to put into effect the New World Order, by the way, the Pope, and this is an anti-Catholic, it's quoting him, he is talking about humanism. What you just said, Gary Haven, is the Pope's latest address. He's talking about humanism, a one-world humanism, buddy-buddy brotherhood. He's talked about global money, meaning a single currency, global religion, and he's also talking about global government. And it, when you've got the Pope and Obama and uh, and the Russian patriarch uh, Kirill down in uh, Antarctica doing something, and that's open to another story, but the point being, or another show, it's got to be telling to everyone that the only way to stand against this stuff is, number one, standing for truth, standing up for Jesus, and that, I'll tell you what, that's what I appreciate so much about you. You don't pull any punches, you're not what I would call uh, 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 somebody that, uh, an apologist for evil, uh, you know what it's like to stand against the world, and you know what it's like to come up against those who basically are in your league of finances, and the reason why you know, God's blessed you dramatically. You've always given the uh, credit and glory 
Spirit of God, but He's given you favor and He's placed you directly into, if you will, uh, the movers and shakers who are maybe not all of them aware, but they all believe one thing, and that's that basically because of what they have, they can control more of the people or the resources, and is that an accurate statement? Because they can. And by the way, you know, this is an interesting thing. I'm sitting here on my Apple computer, okay, watching emails come in, and most people don't get the uh, benefit of why Apple's name was chosen because it was chosen and remember it was the knowledge of the tree of good and evil and then most people don't know this and I think you probably remember it but the first Apple pricing to the retail market I believe was 666 bucks so there's been an overruling and overriding uh, if you will Luciferian control over everything and that's what I think people have really got to get under their belts, and they better get it under their belts uh, very soon. The movie, Amerigeddon, your Amerigeddonthemovie.com, I think is going to be a reality break. Uh, 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 a, a, let's say this, a disassembling of unreality and unrealistic thoughts, okay? A reality uh, uh, wake-up call, I, I, Doug, I coined the term, and I think it applies here, is Americans have a reality deficit disorder. You know, I hear about ADD and ABC and XYZ and probably are, have, I'm accused of having all of them. That's yeah, great that I got the whole alphabet. can make whatever I want out of it. But the point is, is that the reality deficit disorder, or you could even say, reality denying disorder I think this movie and, and thank God it's going to slap some people in the face so we've got to get everybody on their social networks everything to go out and say to everyone else call your local theaters and, and Gary most of the country isn't one of uh, four or five major chains so let's say the people that are, are in uh, uh, the Midwest or something they can call Carmike or whoever it is you know Regal or and they can they can look that up on the uh, internet, just the top, what would you say, film distributors or uh, cinema owners and our cinema corporations, excuse me, movie corporations, and they can start at the top level too, can't they? Yeah, I'll let Mike answer that one. Uh, he's tied into the to the theatrical release, and uh, he's been fielding calls from theaters uh, uh, already that are wanting, wanting. So he'll he'll tell the audience how they can uh, get the movie shown in their theater. Yeah, so you know it, it's really been amazing. Uh, like like I spoke of earlier, just the groundswell of people wanting to support this film, wanting to come see this film, and. You know, they, they've done really well, and we've added 10 theaters just this week, and it, it's strictly from people saying, we demand this movie, we demand this movie. So we were able to add 10 theaters just this week to that. But, you know, if people go to the website and they, you know, look at the trailer, they resonate with them, they just call their theaters. You know what? That's how these things go. They just call your local theater, say, we want Amerigeddon in our theater. And we're fully prepared on our end, um, logistically, that if that happens and if after this weekend the demand is there, we're able to expand to several markets. So I really encourage your audience, um, you know, that this, if this is something for them, that they go out, 
they support this movie, and in week two, we'll be able to start getting into, you know, places, you know, such as Montana, uh, Memphis, uh, you know, Baton Rouge. We'll, we'll be able to expand, but, the, the it, you know, as a filmmaker, it's very important. I take um, the investment Gary made into this movie and the investment Gary made into putting this into theaters very seriously, so we're not being foolish and just saying, here, let's buy our way in. We're letting the people decide. You know what? If we're going bigger, we're going to make that decision for you. If this works, we'll make that decision for you. And, and I just find that that, you know, that resonated with me. So we're not shoving anything down anybody's throat. Uh, we're just letting the people decide. And it has been an absolute amazement at, at the response we've gotten and people calling their theaters. I mean, when we've got, um, two theaters in Houston that called and said, okay, we, we want this movie now. We're getting so many calls. We were able to do it. So that, that is our goal is after this week, we're able to get it out there and get it out wider and wider. And then come October, the whole world's going to see it because it's all going to be on a digital platform. Very, very cool. And again, I, you know, I've, people have asked me, the digital platform won't be available until what, October, did you just say? Um, meaning, yeah, yeah, meaning DVDs. Yeah, yeah, DVD, VOD, you know, all those free letters, CIA, uh, whatever it is. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll, it'll come out, uh, the first week of October. And which is really, once again, on this film, it, it's just how things have gone, you know, just from, you know, Gary's story, all of a sudden being a true story. Um, it's the same way with this. There's no way on God's green earth we should be able to get this movie in October, but just through hard work and determination on some people on our team and the concept of the movie. And just, I think, you know, God, it's just saying, you know what? This was a tough movie to make for everybody. I get it, but I'm going to bless well, and again, my prayer is, is that there's such an awakening. There's, such, You know, I, I, I've heard it said, and you agree with this, I know you both do, but all liberty comes from God. All freedom comes from God. And I'm on record, I, I gave kind of, I think, a, a pretty prophetic word, that four years ago, before the U.S. military even was openly talking about or being directed to make war against the American people, the constitutionalists, and everything else, and look at the displacement that's taken in place. You've got people who have zero loyalty except to, uh, uh, let's just say this, secret organizations and alternate lifestyles that are ruling the military now. You've got the most battle-hardened generals and admirals and, and colonels and, and all of your best people saying, what is this all about? And you've got the United States being a hissing in the nostrils to those around us. So I'm really hoping that, again, and this is was Gary's heart, it's your heart, that this will spawn a movement. And I call it, let's just call it, reality-based eye-opening presentation. I don't know how to make an acronym out of that on the spot, but we'll just call it, you know, telling it like it is, and for people to be able to see it like it is. So again, I want to thank you, Mike. I want to thank you, Gary, for just what you're doing, and uh, 
I like it. By the way, I do watch it over and over and over because there's some things in there. And, and for the record, ladies and gentlemen, Gary's the pilot in the Schweitzer helicopter, and the bad guys are in the other helicopter. And that's some good flying, my brother. I spent a lot of time in helicopters, and i got to say, you did a great job flying that. You know, Steve, uh, we've, we've, we've talked about a lot about doom and gloom tonight. Uh, uh, I want to talk about something positive. Uh, you know, the, the I read the I read the end of the book. Uh, the Bible talks about uh, 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 us good guys win and the bad guys lose. Uh, in, in the time between now and then, uh, it is really misunderstood by a lot of people. Uh, you know, I was a big pre-trib guy. I read all of Hagee's books and and Lahey and all these guys. Uh, you know, I had an awakening about four years ago where I, I realized that uh, there's not going to be a pre-trib rapture. Uh, we're going to go through some real dark things, and and I was led spiritually to to uh, protect my family and and to to prep and uh, encourage people to do it. And, uh, uh, and and a lot of pastors out there are still telling everybody, hey, you don't have to worry about this stuff because you know you're going to get. Uh, you know, in a twinkling of an eye, snatched out of here, and, and uh, you know, people need to go back and study that because uh, uh, participate. And if you look around the world right now, the Christians, their heads are being cut off in Syria by ISIS. So, you know, tribulations here, whether we like it or not. And and there, I believe we're going to go through it. And in America, uh, they say is not depicted in the Bible. Well, I would disagree with that. Uh, I believe America is Babylon the Great. And uh, we have created, uh, I love the old America, the one we grew up in, but the current America uh, is is ruled by the moneyed interest, and it's all about profit, and and, uh, uh, and it has nothing to do with freedom and democracy, what we're doing overseas, and, and the abortion rate, and, and uh, you know, just the miserable things that our country is, is propagating out there. But the good news. Uh, the, the, the good news is that I believe God is going to raise up a remnant uh, that, that will be protected during these times of troubles. And my goal is, is, is to reach as many people as I can uh, to make that remnant as large as it can possibly be so God can provide that protection for us as we go through these difficult times. And they're going to pass and Jesus is coming back, and and uh, we're going to have eternity with him in heaven as well as here on earth uh, if we choose to accept that gift. And and that's the good news. And you can minimize, uh, in many cases, the suffering and, and even the, the demise of your family by taking heed and preparing and 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 opening up your Bible and, and reading and studying and, and being willing to to look at the evidence that's out there uh, that that is so threatening to us right now. Prepare spiritually first. Prepare physically next. And we will go through these times uh, in and 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 reach our eternity because of a of a God that loves us enough to send His Son. Well, again, you know, Doug, it doesn't get any more bottom line than that. And thank you, Doug Hagman, for allowing us to come on and, and 
share Jesus. You know, Gary, I've heard over and over and over from people that listen to, you know, me on different shows. I'd, I'd give you more attention if you just quit talking about that Jesus stuff. And my answer for 25 years, 22 years, whatever, actually 25 because I started on talk radio before I even had my own show, is I said, who do you think gave me all this stuff? I could not know the stuff I know. And, and it, it, see, it all starts with Jesus and it ends with Jesus to those of us who love him. And it's fascinating because, again, we're in a time period. I don't know how people make it through. I honestly don't. And I, I, without knowing that something greater than what's coming against them has delivered his people, God. You know, I said this, and I think you'll say amen to this. There is no instance in the Old Testament of God's people ever winning it by winging it, okay? It was God delivering his people, and it will be the same in these days. Only God, only God, only God can deliver his people, but deliver his people he will. It's kind of like the old him. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. And so, again, I thank God for you. I thank God for, Mike, I thank God for pulling your talents and putting them out there. And again, ladies and gentlemen, it's about reality, because Gary does believe we're already into starting into the tribulation. And I believe that. And I think the testimony of our brethren who are being slaughtered all over the world, and you know that's the tragedy, Gary, that the big mega churches they yawn, they pause, they may pay lip service, but just quietly so. Yet our brethren, and the Bible teaches that um, we're all members of the same body, but the point being is it's nobody cares that their, their brethren are being amputated out of their lives. And when I see some guy ready to have his head cut off, like there's YouTube videos of it, and he's saying, help me, Jesus, I got news for you. That man knows his Savior. So, ladies and gentlemen, Amerigan, the movie, Gary Haven was on tonight, Mike Norris, please do everything you can. Get a hold of the theaters and say, we want to see this movie in our town. And they get people to go with you. Do what you need to do, because, again, some of you have written me over the years, how do I get my husband? How do I get my wife? How do I give my errant children? Not making fun of any of it. They'll sit and watch a movie, and you can just pray under your breath, Oh, Lord, open their eyes and ears. Gary, thank you for so much for being on tonight. And, Mike, I'm looking forward to meeting you in Texas in person, and I hope that that's accomplished very soon. I want to thank you, too, and I want to thank you, Gary, just for uh, coming on Hagman and Hagman and being, you know, uh, how do I say this, making yourself available. And you guys are walking with God, and your critics, will basically be walking with the Prince of Darkness, and we win in the end. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, thank yes. you, uh, Stephen. Doug, uh, uh, thank you for the platform and, and uh, your gracious and, and committed man, and uh, we're just honored to be here. Well, the, the honor is all ours, I'll tell you that. Folks, call your theaters, please. Do it tomorrow. Do it tonight, depending on your time zone. AmerigeddonTheMovie.com. That's AmerigeddonTheMovie.com. This is a must-see. This is a, this is a grassroots effort. So call your theaters. AmerigeddonTheMovie.com. SteveQuail.com. Steve Quail's with us. And that was Larry Haven and Mike Norris. We're up against the top of the hour break. You're listening to the Hagman the Hagman Report. Remember, right back. Stay right where you're at.
This is the Global Star Radio Network. Or it's the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes a secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stain by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stain by Blood. And Doug Hagman here, flying solo with the Hagman and Hagman Report. Joe's got the night off. Should be back tomorrow. Uh, just two great hours. Steve Quayle, Gary Haven, and Mike Norris. Of course, Gary Haven, uh, the man behind the, the movie Amerigeddon, AmerigeddonTheMovie.com. And, um, folks, here's a, here's a clarion call to action. Everyone listening to this, especially in the continental United States or even Alaska and Hawaii, if you're listening to this broadcast and the, and if you go to AmerigaInTheMovie.com and you click on the theaters, if your state or city, if you're not listed there, call your local theater. They do respond to these kinds of things. They, they, they respond to calls. And uh, trust me when I tell you this, because I do know the franchise owner of one of the theaters here in this in, in our town. They will they will call. So having said that, first thing tomorrow morning, seeing the list, I'm I'm going to be making a phone call. I would urge everyone to do that because we need to get this information out. And the pushback, did you notice the pushback from the from Hollywood and from DC? Okay, did you hear that? It's very important because if they don't want you to see this movie, then you need to see this movie. Uh, now Steve Quayle is our guest for the remainder of this hour. By the way, Steve Quayle is going to be on with Pastor Langford on the Jim Baker Show tomorrow. That's the 12th, Thursday, Friday, the 13th, and get this, Monday and Tuesday of next week as well. That's Steve Quayle and Pastor David Langford on with Jim Baker. And Gary Haven was on for the first uh, Monday, Tuesday, and today with Jim Baker and uh, rounding it out tonight on Hagman and Hagman. What a great what, what, what a great performance. Folks, before we get back to Steve, um, and, and boy, hang, you got to hear this hour. Um, let me ask you a question. Are, are you sick, stressed, overwhelmed, unmotivated? If you feel like your life is running you instead of you running your life you're not alone finally you can experience the scientifically proven powers of music therapy folks visit holtoneslive.com that's w-h-o-l-e holtoneslive.com this is a collection of proven music therapy that can help uh, help with your stress ease your mind motivate you folks this is not anything close to the new age what uh, uh, we had michael terrell on explaining the the free
frequencies of the Bible, the music frequencies of King David. He he really got into the biblical aspects of this, and of course, uh, of course, talked about uh, the uh, uh, talked about Jesus Christ and talked about the Bible. This is really a, a, really a neat, a whole neat. Uh, array of music. You can go to wholetoneslive.com and download free samples. We have it playing here in the studio and in our offices. Go to the website, download free samples at wholetoneslive.com. That's with the W-W-H-O-L-E, tonesalive.com. Support this broadcast and go to wholetoneslive.com. That's wholetoneslive.com. Now, folks, you know Steve Quayle, True Legends. Okay, True Legends, the documentary. Uh, True Legends, the Genesis 6 production, uh, the, uh, Timothy Alberino, Genesis, or Gen, I'm sorry, Timothy Alberino, Gen 6 production film crew, they went up to the, uh, Andean plain there of Peru and Bolivia on the shores of the legendary Lake Titicaca in search of evidence of the watchers, the giant's offspring, and the technology of the fallen. And what did they find? Well, it's in true legends. Steve Quayle has a very important update this hour about True Legends. Steve, thanks for hanging with us. And uh, w- what's going on, True Legends? Well, thank you, Doug. Uh, we're about you know 15 days behind the eight ball. Let me share how cool miracles are when they happen, and you're not asking for them, but you know God's hands on something in in an, in such a remarkable way that you're led, you're directed, and you're pointed in directions where you weren't even initially looking. In True Legends, the series, the, and, and this will be a two-DVD release when it's released, and obviously it'll be on Doug's show, and it'll be on my website, and you'll be seeing it all over uh, Skywatch TV and on the Jim Baker show. This thing is, with no exaggeration, one of the most amazing undertakings. Now, let me tell you what happened. As we were dealing with the Shinkana, which is the underground tunnels of the Incan Empire, we were blessed to have come across, and actually I think we came across him at the same time he came across us, and obviously Tim speaks uh, very fluent Spanish, and a man who is probably one of the more famous explorers of the whole area on the Altiplano, Tiwanaku, Ojante Tambo, uh, Saksaywaman. These are the areas where you see the giant megalithic uh, rocks put together with such precision. Now listen to this, Doug. He got permission to excavate uh, the underground tunnels that were under the Coricancha, and that's obviously the big Catholic church that's in Cusco. And he's one of the most famous, and I mean truly famous, explorers, had a, a huge budget to go into what were called the famous Incan gold tunnels. Now, these gold tunnels are supported with trapezoidal, huge stones. I mean, these weren't, you know, like uh, spelunking in the caves of Missouri where you got to, you know, hope you're skinny enough to crawl through a hole. These were huge tunnels, and they ran for literally hundreds of miles, if not thousands of miles. And, and there, there's a reason to say that, and I'll come back and visit that. But it, they were built with such astronomical precision 
They were built with such mathematical intelligence that, again, the only ones that could have built them and handled those stones. By the way, there are no chisel marks on the stones that were quarried from 20 miles away. So it's my contention, and I, you can go on my website, on my Genesis6Giants.com, and you can see uh, the wonderful illustrations. But the giants, and here's something I've got to teach everybody, because this is the number one thing that everyone misses, even those who, you know, write about the stuff I write about. The fallen angels had a supernatural life force, okay? That supernatural life force carried into their progeny, their children. The book of Enoch and other apocryphal works talk about all of the most advanced mathematics, advanced uh, understanding of cutting of roots, everything that was out in the general knowledge base on a supernatural level, meaning God had originally ordained, or excuse me, ordained the angels to stay in their first estate. That means where God created them. What everyone forgets is these giants had not only intelligence, I mean, there weren't like uh, uh, Igor or something that's you know, a big dumb thing. These were incredibly brilliant. So there's a life force that can overcome gravity, and that's how these guys move such tremendous stones. It wasn't just because of the uh, physical stature and their their muscles and the Hercules gene, which, by the way, is a real thing. And uh, obviously, our super soldier program is is identifying that and injecting our soldiers with this and genetically altering our soldiers just as well as Russia and China. China is planning on an entire genetically altered cloned army. And if you think the uh, stuff of science fiction movies are scary, and you know, this isn't fear porn. We have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars, okay, to do this one. Our film team has been, as you said, not only in Brazil, excuse me, Brazil, not only in Peru, not only in the Altiplano, uh, Bolivia, uh, Lake Titicaca, but they were in Rome. They were in Sardinia. They were in Malta. And I actually got an email from one of the Maltese listeners today. I haven't had time to respond. But these stories of these underground labyrinths, these underground tunnel systems are worldwide. Even to the point, I'll make this relevant to everybody, one of the things that Greg Evenson said, and I hope people listen to that show, that's on your archives, right, Doug? Absolutely it is. Yeah. Yep. That's probably one of the more important shows that I think uh, Greg and I have done together. Now, Greg does important shows with Hawk and others. I'm just saying as it relates to what I'm writing about. So understand, the most Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm still getting emails about this, Steve, about yeah. that show. And, and I just yep. want to say one thing before you go on. Gen- Genesis 6 Giants, Empire Beneath the Ice, um, uh, Genetic Armageddon, and True Legends all seem to overlap. And this, so I just want to reaffirm to, to the listeners, man, this is, people need to, re- go on, they need to plug into this. Go ahead. Well, they need to plug into it because, you know, people say, why is this relevant? Even someone close to Tim asked him the question, well, what does this have to do with salvation? I want everybody who's a believer to pray before the Lord tonight and ask him, Lord, what do you mean in 1 John 3, 8, where it says, for this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the evil one. Okay? Now, now, Doug, that even takes precedent 
over for God so loved the world. Not that that's any less important, but until Jesus destroyed the works of the evil one, which were death, hell, and the grave, they had always held man kind in a bondage, even though when the righteous died before Jesus was crucified and was, uh, and, and was uh, raised from the dead, the point being is, is that there was still work to be done. Until Jesus uttered those amazing words on the cross, it is finished. I don't think people understand the three most important words on the cross that were uttered by our Savior were, it is finished. Now, it's one thing for Jesus to utter that. It's another thing for, to us, for us to appropriate that. Now, back to the uh, area in Cusco, okay, and, and for the record, if I said to you, tell me what a navel is to you, I'm talking about a belly button, what does that mean to you? What does uh, that uh, indicate? Uh, the, the question or, or the body uh, part, uh, orifice? The body part, you know. Well, well, I mean, yeah, you're, where your umbilical cord attaches to mom, <laughs> Right. Okay. And and I'm not trying to play games. And then what does the baby who's attached, you know, by the umbilical cord to her mom? That's all the life. It's a sustenance. It's how the baby grows up. How is it, okay, that we start out, True Legends of Series, in Peru, which is called the navel of the world, okay? Uh Now, I'm going to share something. It gets really cool here. So Tim is in Cusco, our film crew is there, uh, doing what they're doing on the first True Legends, the series, uh, episode one. The next thing they find out is that, well, we're doing episode two, having filmed it in Rome, in Sardinia, in Malta, and places in between. The fascinating thing is, is Tim and and, uh, uh, Mr. Rumbla uh, meet and Skype and talk and compare notes. And when they had proven that the Incan tunnels had existed, where they were once given permission, I'm talking about the most famous archaeologist in uh, uh, pretty much uh, South America and his entire team, and they used ground-penetrating radar, they used absolutely sophisticated stuff, they proved that these tunnels exist, and the famous explorer who was given permission uh, by the Dominicans was then refused permission, his whole expedition was shut down, and interestingly enough, he was portrayed, vilified, and in the sense of his uh, his expertise and his standing in the archaeological community was was crucified. Now understand the state, if you will, the country of Peru and its antiquities division, and the Catholic Church. The Dominicans had given him permission to take the ground penetrating radar, so radar in there, and he had entered the Shinkana uh, 17 or 18 years prior to this expedition. But when they went back, a new uh, uh, prior uh, was at the Dominican, was actually in the church, and all 
ability for he and his crew were shut down. And not only that, but the area of the tunnel that they had been in prior to this time that Anselm had been absolutely uh, shown and looked at, you know, and then 18 years they prove it with GPR, they go down into it again, and now it's all filled up with with basically stuff that deflects the signal of ground penetrating radar, ground penetrating radar. Not only that, but the area that was kind of like a giant trap door is completely sealed with new tile and it's cemented. And these guys are driven out of their expedition, exposed to the most extreme character assassination. And as an investigator, Doug Hagman, what would that say to you? In other words, this wasn't for, uh, you know, Dominican priests with shovels. This was probably one of the most sophisticated uh, blocking out and blocking up events that's ever been undertaken, and most people had no clue what was going on. So <laughs> if I said that to you, wouldn't you, in your investigative mindset, you'd say, wait a minute, who no. was big enough to pull those strings, and why was it so terrifying for them to find the underground tunnels? Now, dig deeper, metaphorically and literally dig deeper, because you're, you're, right. you're over-target. Yep. And people, it's fascinating because when we get to Malta, the Maltese have one of the most fascinating legends of giants. They have a thing called the hypogeum. You cannot, you know, have Stone Age tools creating perfectly spherical hemispheres and, and, and having underground structures that are so anechoically balanced. That's a fancy sound word, okay? In essence, you can whisper in one part of the hypogeum and you can hear it in any other parts of the hypogeum. But let me share something. What we're trying to teach everybody through these series and why this is critical to their salvation is because you can't get away from Nimrod in the Tower of Babel, who became a Giborim. That's what Tom Horn has tried to share with everybody. A mighty man, that word mighty is absolutely related to giants. So the point is, in that context, so the point is, is as Nimrod, who was the ultimate hater of God, tried to build his ziggurat, if you will, his tower, into heaven, because God had said he would never destroy the earth by water again. So what this was, was Nimrod challenging God, and you know what God said in his word, we have to go down and confound their, you know, confound them, lest that which they put in their heart to do, they accomplish. So the thing is, the heavens may have been closer to the earth. There's a lot of things that could have been. I can't speculate on that, but I do know this. Nimrod is rising, and the Antichrist will be the absolute reflection, only on a more powerful scale, of Nimrod. And Babylon, let me, let me say this. Do you know what most of the effort going into computers is right now? And this was told to me by specialists. It's computer language translation. But it's not based on typing, uh, what's, the, what's Greek word for hamburger? And I don't know what it is, okay? Or probably don't know any language outside of a poor version of English. But the point is, is that it will be to think it, and it will be immediately before you. You understand? The language yeah, yeah. was the same at Babylon. So what did God do? He didn't say, okay, I'm not going to get you with water this time. I'm going to get you with lightning. Uh-uh. He scrambled their ability to communicate. 
And I almost think, this is something I woke up at 3.30 in the morning with, and it was 3.30. Sometimes digital clocks are telling and compelling, but sometimes you just want to throw whatever you can at them <laughs> just to see if you can get another 30 minutes of sleep. So the point is, is that the idea is, is that the language was scrambled. With, whether there's an EMP, whether it's, whatever it's going to be, the attempt to basically even speak what I would call Luciferese, okay? Luciferese is the language of hell. And these guys who are the globalists, are the Satanists, are the transhumanists, whether they know it or openly admit it, they're plugged in to the language of the damnation or the damnation of language very powerful statement what we're finding and i got to tell you something i spent uh, I don't know, six hours yesterday in the in the studio just making sure my narration was consistent my words were clear uh you know it's a big deal it's a really big deal but this thing moves so fast that even i was going wow this is good we have brought in you know probably one of the best film editors in the country that's why it costs so much money one of the best cinematographers so when you see all this stuff that's taking place around the world and people say what does this have to do with salvation my answer is everything jesus said there wouldn't be anything that's been hidden that wouldn't be revealed and doug i can't tell you only god knows the number of people because that's not my business but every day my email uh, fills up with thank you you filled in question marks god answered my prayer so when people tune into this program when it's on archives any place around the world one of the neatest things i know of and i mean it just blows my mind but it's also equal to god's greatness is someone will listen to it at the exact time they were asking the question of god i don't know how that works except god orchestrates it so when we were in 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 the editing studio yesterday and i, I think anybody who's been a filmmaker knows this getting uh the the footage is the least of your problems then you've got to go into post-production and what you do in your studio but when you've got i i forget how many individual shots we have but let me just say this it takes multiple eight terabyte uh, uh storage mediums just to handle some of the stuff they got in rome because of the interviews and i mean we got a lot of interesting interviews but what is striking is it all leads back to the greatest cover-up and cover over of history so when this is uncovered well, you know when people say just in the days of no i had one sinister i won't even go there you know uh, a woman okay we'll just call her a sinister woman say what so what's relevant about a couple of scriptures taking out of context well they're not taking out of context and there's 33 mentions of them in the old testament alone having to do with giants and then you get into the whole the war in heaven you see doug people will quote ephesians 6 i think i've said this all the time but they don't get it okay we look at russia we look at china i do because i post those stories on my website website but sure. behind the veil beyond the seeing of my eye i know that you're wrestling doug hagman i'm wrestling everybody is wrestling with the things they cannot see 
And that's why God in, 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 in gave us the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't care if people don't believe there are gifts of the Holy Ghost. And my answer to them is, I do, I see them, and they flow through my life. Now, it's not according to as I wish, but according as God gives me what I need in a specific time for a specific message, okay, or a specific answer to prayer. The coolest thing I know in the kingdom of God is being able to effectuate a miracle, bringing someone to Jesus, leading them to the Lord, and then knowing that the Holy Spirit will teach them through whatever method or medium he chooses. You see, it's God's gifts, and he gives them to each man severally, meaning multiple gifts, as they're needed. So, uh, you know, when, when people rule out the Holy Spirit, when people speak against the Holy Spirit, and when they just say, we don't need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That all passed away with the early church, and I said, yeah, and so did the power. You know, the thing is, is that you cannot fight the good fight of faith in the strength of our own might. I know you, Doug, you, I, you can say this. You know the difference, and, and you please feel free to address it. You know when you try and fight it in your strength, you usually end up on your face, and not because you're <laughs> praying to God, but your feet get knocked out. But when right. you absolutely trust in the Lord with all your heart, you don't lean unto all, your own understanding, and in all your ways you acknowledge Him. He is a lifter up of your soul, you know? And yeah. so so isn't that true? I mean, how many times, and I, I'm not asking you to, you know, spill your guts, but I'm just saying you can address it conceptually, only the Lord, but the Lord, and in that day, in that day, in that day, and I'm praying that every time you go on the radio, and I go on the radio, or we go on the radio, or Tom Horn, or Greg Evenson, or Pastor Langford, that, you know, that's in that day, someone will come to know Jesus. In that day, someone will get set free. Look, the idea is simply this, each one teach one, give that which has been given unto you. And it's fascinating to me, and again, what Gary brought up, is the tithing, if you will. Tithing was instituted, This I'm not asking for any money, the tithing was instituted before the law of Moses. So somebody said, well, that's Old Testament stuff. Not true. Because, again, before there were any official, if you will, children of Israel, Abraham, you know, returning from the Battle of the Kings, met Melchizedek without earthly father or mother. So you know he's not uh, a normal human being and offered a tenth of everything. It's not to bribe or buy God. It's to basically put your first fruit before him. In essence, you're offering up a sacrifice equal to what Abel offered, but guess what? Abel was slain because his offering was acceptable. I think I said it on your show, and if I didn't, I said it on somebody's show, and I apologize. The more I want to get away from radio, the more I end up on it. And that's not false humility, you know. Uh, I can't get into my studio for another probably 30 days just tied up, and yet the Lord opens the door for Jim Baker. And I want to just echo again what David said. I didn't know much about that whole thing just because I don't watch, you know, television. I don't watch Christian TV. But when I met Jim Baker and saw the humility and saw the brokenness, but also saw how God was using him, I understood the fullness of how, behold, God makes all things new. And I find people, and this is the, the biggest part or problem that we have, in my opinion, is jealousy and envy. But I think there's a third thing that has to be added to that. 
unforgiveness, okay? And I know this, that I have a lot of enemies. It's tough to forgive them. But I know this, the ones that are closest and make themselves apparent, those are the ones that God says, i got to forgive. And there are times, Doug, I'll be blunt. I don't want to forgive him. Man, but for that's Jesus' rough, sake. That's rough, yeah. Huh? Yeah, that's, that, yeah. That, that's rough, Steve, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, I, it's I'm rough, right there with but you. again, you know, but the thing is, is that at the end of the day, I've got to say, Lord, I want to be forgiven to the same measure I forgive others. Now, I want to make it clear. You do not forgive demon-possessed people, okay? You do not forgive Satanists. You're not, that's not, it, 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 isn't it interesting when Jesus talked about forgiveness that it seemed to always be in the context of your brethren, you know? Right. If your brother trespass against you, you see, there gets, there, there is such a misunderstanding of scripture, and that's like, that's why I'm glad to be on uh, Jim Baker's show with David Langford, because sometimes I talk so fast, I forget where the scripture is, and I can just say, okay, where's that, David? You know, because he's like a walking, you know, uh, 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 uh Strong's Concordance, and he knows the Word of God, but what's, what's different, Doug, is this. People can either stand by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God or live by every liberal diatribe that goes out of the mouth of television, radio, internet, rock music, you know, or any of that. There's so many voices, Paul said, and they all have effect. So, getting back to the situation in South America, this is relevant, I'll tie it together. When you go to South America and you see the structures that we call cyclopean, antediluvian structures, okay? And the reason we talk about the cyclopean is because the cyclops, not just existing in Greek mythology, also seem to uh, exist worldwide. So I'm going to tell you that there was a race of cyclopean giants. And again, ladies and gentlemen, these things didn't just possess, you know, they weren't like, uh, oh, uh, Shrek, okay? They were incredibly powerful, had supernatural abilities, and were obviously aware of how stargates worked. Now, you know, people say, well, that's not relevant. Oh, yes, it is. I don't know if you saw it, but what, three, four days ago, there was a picture of Jacob's ladder going into the sky on some website? Oh, yeah. And for the record, a couple days ago, the uh, founder of Bass Pro Shops, a billionaire, had his own private golf course and it opened up into the one of the uh, a giant tunnel system. Now, I'm not claiming that's Aztec, Incan, or Mayan, but I will tell you this, that underneath the Cahokia Mounds and all of the mound building uh, in the Ohio River Valley and in Illinois and, and the whole area, that whole area is basically riddled, riddled with underground tunnels. And for the record, everyone needs to know this, that there was a time period as those were identified to the degree the Catholic Church built convents or churches over those areas, the same thing U.S. military did with bases, I mean Mm -hmm. underground bases. It is stated that there are underground tunnels between the Kamchatka Peninsula 
you know, and the United States, especially going into Alaska and the Pacific Northwest. Anybody who's ever been to Hawaii and seen some of the massive lava tubes, just imagining starting with that and then having a nuclear fusion boring machine that you have no afterburden to worry about because basically it's vaporized. And and uh, I actually talked to a guy, oh, I don't know, three or four years ago maybe, maybe longer than that, five years ago, who was with a certain agency that will remain nameless, and he told me how they fuel those things. And my mouth dropped. Unfortunately, I had a witness with me too who was there hearing the same thing. And because he's bigger than I am, his mouth dropped further. So the the astonishing ancient antiquity is why we've chosen the statement, they who control the past determine the future. You might like to know that the whole Anunnaki, okay, the Sumerian legend of the gods who came down, Zachariah Sitchin wrote about it, you may be, you know, blown away when we tell you the proof of guess where that originated. Mm-hmm. You know, it originated yeah. in Rome. It originated it, it, uh, with the Jesuits. Uh, man, I almost said that uh, because that's where I thought you were going with that. And, and right. so... so Given the uh, the environment, the leadership in the Vatican right now, I mean, this is time. The, the timing is no, not not coincidental. There is no there, forgive me. There are no coincidences. So when Tom Horn and Chris Putnam are putting out theirs, and for the record, we didn't communicate during the times we were doing our filming. Okay. There's just so little time. And when Tom and I usually get together and go on, a, I guess, a talking spree or go on Skywatch TV or whatever, it's usually at the end of a project, okay? So I, I would say this. God is establishing his witness as to the reality of this stuff. Now, if people ask why it's relevant, it's because the Christians are called into a war, which they don't understand, which they're not trained for, which, and, and to quote the scripture, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, that's not talking about going against Beijing or Moscow or them going against D.C. And the most fascinating part of all this is we always get back to the root of evil, not the fruit of evil. And it always ends up with the fallen angels and their offspring. One of the questions I think that is perplexing to everybody, how could the United States fall so quickly? How is it that Europe is on fire? And how is it that these entities who rule over these nations are absolutely participating in their own destruction? My answer is, how do you know they're human? Mm. How do you know they're human, Doug? Because we're told that even Satan himself can manifest as an agent, or forgive me, as an angel of light. Right. So, so, so the question, I want to make it clear, this is critical, a fallen angel is not a demon. A fallen angel is not a giant. And I, I, you know, the confusion comes that when the giants die, they're half human, half-fallen angel spirit. It's a hybrid. 
is basically walking the earth. Now, women, when we're talking about bestiality, okay, and for the record, bestiality is coming back on the scene. And when Satan went after everything using the fallen angels, I don't know how they did it, whether they did it genetically or took on the form of a giant spider and, you know, had spidey love. I don't know. But the point, <laughs> but the point is, is that it's all getting back there now. It started out with sexual perversion. It's going to end up with sexual perversion. By the way, you know, before I got saved, I knew a lot about that area, and I'm not proud of it, okay? And God took me from the gutter uh, most to the uttermost, okay? And so that's why I understand the battles. I understand the battles when people email me and tell me, you know, and I won't go into it on your show, but look, I know what it's like to live in that world. And I also know what it's like to be set free in that world. And I'm telling the men who are bound by that and the women who are bound by that, I'm talking whether it's pornography, sexual sins, whatever's going on in your life, Jesus can set you free of that. And Doug, the greatest thing that I'm grateful for is this, that the central theme, it starts in Genesis, it ends in Revelation, but it's very clear that God is going to intervene. As Gary uh, Haven just said, God will have a remnant. He always has a remnant. But before right. you can have a remnant, and I know nothing about sewing, except I used to own a company that made backpacks. I mean, I don't know how to sew, but I know the process that made backpacks, camera packs, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff in Bozeman. And, and the thing that's fascinating to me is this. The remnants are left over after everything is, is used up on the roll, okay? So it's fascinating, that which remains, and that's still the thing that people don't understand. By the way, Pastor Langford, on, and if someone's honestly looking for this whole uh, issue of pre-trib, post-trib, whatever, and when, some, when I hear somebody who says, I, I'm so pre-trib, I won't even eat post-toasties, <laughs> I thought, well, you know, and I won't tell you who that guy's name is, but that's a dishonest and a, a pretty stupid statement. Now look, Pastor Langford, I think it's on the second show, if it isn't, it'll be on the third and fourth, the third or the fourth, with Jim Baker, lays it out so anointedly. Now, remember, he used to preach and teach it. And, and you know, I hear all this, well, you're a proud man, David Langford, because you tell people you fasted. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not pride to say, I sought the Lord and I found, I sought the Lord and he heard me. And so when I hear of what happens to Pastor Langford while well, he's seeking the Lord and God heard him, I'm telling you, that's not bragging. He has nuggets to share. And, and for the record, Doug, I love doing shows with him with you or Jim Baker because guess where I get my preaching usually oh, yeah. from what he's saying on the show so <laughs> getting back to True Legends the series okay what we're laying out for everybody is number one why all this stuff is relevant number two how we can explain the future events by understanding the past roots of evil Number four, how we can identify the fruit of evil and then show you the root of evil, and it's all preparing everyone on the planet for the greatest deception in, in uh, recorded history. 
the deception will be when those who come back and those who are announcing, these are the gods that uh, created us, O Israel, but it will be to the people of the world, whether they show pictures of, of an alien uh, saucer, whatever, spaceship, craft, landing, and Jesus walking out in a white robe because there's a thing, and I can't go into it right now, where that's claimed that's going to happen. I don't know about that, but I will tell you this. When Jesus said, except the days be short and there be no flesh left alive, yet for the elect's sake those days will be shortened, you better ask yourself, I better ask myself, Lord, am I the elect? Am I in that body that will, in that place of repentance, you know? The nice thing about talk radio, you know, it'll keep you on your knees. Go ahead. Doug, did you want to say something? Hello? Sorry about that. I My earpiece uh, fell off. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if we got cut off, you know. So, anyway, True Legends of the Series, a two-DVD set, uh, the remarkable nature of what is going to be presented. By the way, this thing moves really fast, and I'm talking really fast. Uh, the information is mind-blowing. The areas that will show you and the uh, legends are associated with it and ask yourself this why does every government in the world make this stuff off limits to their people well I'll give you the basic answer because the United States buys them off or bribes them off mm-hmm. Romania has one of the most extensive tunnel systems in the world one of the biggest underground cathedrals okay the pyramid structure in the Busegi mountains are astronomical and as big as Ojantai Tambo or Sacsayhuaman is in uh, Peru and Tiwanaku that's nothing compared to what's uh, you know in uh, Eastern Europe proper in the mountains of Eastern Europe. The pyramidal structures that are covered up in the Great Lakes, the pyramidal structures that are are covered up and planted with trees and literally dirt bulldozers. Why is it that the governments fight so fast and so furiously and bribe so expensively to keep all that information out? I'll tell you why. It's very simple. Because it gives credence it illustrates the reality of the Word of God. It's pretty tough to say God is dead when you see all these stuff. Oh, the giants, what was fascinating. You know, well, where are all the skeletons? It's not just the great Smithsonian cover-up. We are interviewing people that talk about the huge skeletons and the helicopters coming in and taking them away. We have in the True Legends of the series, the second one that I'm talking about, that's a two-DVD set. We have the pilot that actually flew the giant out of Afghanistan. Now, obviously, he's in uh, shadow, so you can't see his face, and we've uh, modulated his voice, etc. But to my knowledge, Doug, he's the only one that's come forth. Now, in, in, in a friend of mine who listens to your show said, Steve, i got to tell you something. I've, I've referred to him. I think he even read his letter on the air, the hunter-warrior guy, that when yes. he they went into the place in Iraq, and they got into a town they weren't supposed to be in, and there were literal zombies with holes in their chest, yet they walked with half their head blown off and they walked, and basically they got a dressing down, and they were told by their CO, uh, you know, military talk for commanding officer, I just think that would sound good, you know, by the authorities that they had to get out of that area, and then when they get to home base, they get a reaming, and they're told, forget everything you saw. 
Sure. And, and, and Steve, yeah, I mean, this is going to, this is going to play a part. All of this, the giants, the tunnels, the, the artifacts, the out of place, uh, uh, parts or, um, yeah, out of place, out of place artifacts as they term them. All of this that you talk about, including the giants and the tunnels and such, it's going to be, not only is it, uh, confirming the historical and, uh, uh, divine aspects of the Bible, but it also is going to play an important part in the end time, uh, deception, right? I mean, um, oh, forgive me, Doug, it is the end time deception. Okay. That's what we're trying to say. We're trying to give people a heads up, okay, to not only how late the hour is, but the, 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 what they're going to be fighting, what they're going to be coming up against, you know? Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's the whole purpose. See, because people say, how is it relevant to salvation? When you're talking about the book of Nehemiah, when you're talking about the prophets, there's so many unique passages. Look, none of it is uh, contra, uh, it doesn't stand in contraindication of each other or contrary to the indication of the Word of God. In other words, the Word of God defines the Word of God. And people say, but the Apocrypha, the book of Enoch, you know, the, the book of Giants, isn't in the official New Testament. No, but who do you think Jesus was talking about when he said, Lo, I come in the volume of the books, it is written of me to do thy will. Well, he was talking about the Old Testament. Well, it didn't exist. What he was talking about were the scrolls. And for the record, Enoch was a very powerful guy. Now, I'm not saying that's equal to the Gospels. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying, the Bible says it is within the heart of a king to search out a matter. I think this next, uh, you know, uh, dual DVD death set is going to be the uh, the most mind-blowing thing for people, because, look, we're just, we're just uh, presenting eyewitnesses, we're presenting uh, the testimony of the stones, and truly, in this case, the stones cry out. They literally have harmonic capabilities, like the hypogeum, H-Y-P-O-G-E-U-M. Go look it up. You know, these weren't like Neanderthals chipping away with a dinosaur bone or, uh, you know, chipping away with a seashell. And by the way, the Aztec, Incans, and Mayans, outside of their gold and silver artificing, meaning to be able to, you know, melt it and, and form it into objects, they had no Stone Age, or forgive me, not Stone Age, they had no Iron Age tools. Yet the stones that were quarried have no chisel marks. They have no any form of any indication that they were handled by any one human. So, you know, the, the official, uh, if you will, presentation of history is a total lie, okay? It's a total lie. And so this is why it's critical that people get it, because look, do you think Jesus was just basically, he said, well, now I've run out of stuff to say, Lord. So just as in the days of Noah... Jesus is the Word of God. He is one. And, and you know, here's the deal. You know, I personally will not use another name. People say, you're using the wrong name. His name is Yeshua HaMashiach. Look, if you're, if you're uh, a Jewish person and you're uh, uh, believing the Messiah and you want to call him that, fine. But I asked John Kyle and I asked some other deliverance guys if they have ever seen anyone delivered in the name of that, okay? Or that name. And you know what? Still, I have not seen or heard anyone. And what I'm talking about is real demonism. Because the thing is, is that Jesus... 
understands, and I, I understand circumlocution. I understand the name Jehovah. I know all that stuff. But the point is, is that there's no other name given to man. So, you know what's fascinating to me, Doug? The people that have had an experience with Jesus love him and talk about him. The people that have never had a transforming uh, experience with Jesus, they stay away from that name because they'll call him Christ. Christ right. is his title. Like, for instance, Douglas Hagman is your name, but the investigator, okay, is not that's your name. Yeah. That's that's your title, okay? Or, yeah. you know, whatever they'd say. Steve Quayle, a film producer or author or, you know, uh, messed up person, whatever, you know, whatever they want, critics or praise alike, whatever. But my name is what it is. So this is something that's astonishing to me. The fact that we're searching through the most ancient of records. So when we talk about cyclopean pre-flood, the word antediluvian means before the deluge, okay? But there's two floods spoken of. There's the flood of, of when Lucifer was in the garden of God. This is not the same garden of God that Eden when he showed up, or the serpent, to beguile Eve. We're talking about two different floods here. So as we talk about this stuff, we're talking about the absolute key K-E-Y, to understanding future. And I want to share this with you, Doug. I have had more people email me that have been backslidden. They said, I could never get answers. I have this deep question. Why is it now that they get the answer and give their hearts back to Jesus? I've got a real simple answer for this, because it's their time. And there's a wonderful scripture I want to leave with everyone tonight. He makes everything beautiful in his time, okay? You may look in the mirror. I used to look in the mirror and I'll be blunt. I go, yuck, and I swear. Not because I didn't like my beard or mustache or my nose is too big or my ears, or none of that. I didn't like what I saw because I could never pray Create or not, I could play that. Created me a clean heart, but there was a psalm that, or a song that people used to sing. Search me, O God, and try my heart today, or something like that. See if there be any wicked way in me. I would just basically bow my head and start repenting at that point. And so, this, and I make, I'm not making sport or light of it. We're in the most perilous time in history. I by the grace of God, don't know how to make it any clearer, any plainer, and invariable after a show like this, I'll get, tell us what you really know. I actually have people that show up in my store and think that because they've showed up in my store and they'll look around and make sure nobody's watching them, tell me what you really know. And I'll say, how many people have you won to the Lord? None. What have you done with what I've told you? None. You know? And so I said, so why would I tell you more if you're not even faithful with what you've been given to begin with? Oh, and see, right. that's what, and that, that's what people who are on these bulletin boards, oh, let me make this, this statement too. On my alerts page, Doug and others had alerted me and uh, a legal team uh, who came highly recommended to me. A lady said, you don't know, Steve, how many people are out there impersonating you. Now, I'm not talking about people who in good conscience put up, you know, my, my uh, uh, interviews on YouTube or whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. And I'm not mad at anybody. And, and Tracy, I appreciate what you've done. But when they take my name and they 
invent personas that are so contrary to what I believe, and people are confused. I would get emails every day. Are you aware that this person is impersonating you on Twitter? Yes. Did you try and correct it? Yes. Would Twitter respond? No. How about Facebook? No. You know, so I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe uh, this will help because it will bring under all under everything that's out there on YouTube, it'll bring it under one spot. Because another thing, people send me an email. Now, I want to make it clear, Doug, I do not post on Facebook. I do not uh, Twitter or tweet on Twitter tweet. Uh, and what's the other one? Uh, fa- huh? Uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know. Yeah, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Yeah, YouTube, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. So if you go to my uh, alerts, because now people are confused, and someone said, well, aren't you a hypocrite doing that? I said, no, I'd be a hypocrite not to, because it's confusing to the people out there. Is this the real Steve Quayle? And unless they listen to the show, they don't know. So this right. is monitored in real time. I do not post, okay? And I'm going to say this one last time. I do not tweet, and I and and the only thing I put up on YouTube is I send it to my legal team, and they put it up because I have a team, and they're responsible. They monitor it, and I should have done this a long time ago. And I'm sorry, uh, I had to do this because, in essence, I I didn't want to do this. And Doug, can you say amen to that? I mean, amen, I brother. Really. Yeah, he really didn't yeah. want to do it. But in order to protect my name and to basically be able to separate a differentiation between me, I mean, how can, you know, one lady said, do you know what's on your Facebook? I said, no, I never yeah. go there. You've got blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And so the, the thing is, is that the pirates, now not all of them, and see, see, I'm not mad at anybody, but I can say this, that there are people that, took advantage to such a degree that, um, you know, it, it was just, well, I'll be blunt, it was grand theft, so, you know, Absolutely. and I'm not going after anybody, you know, I'm just saying this, that I, I'm forced to do this, so the new DVD is called True Legends of the Series, The Unholy, Un, U-N-H-O-L-Y-C, because even the Catholic prophecies are talking about the final pope. You know, Tom Horn and Chris Putnam got a whole lot of, you know, crap over this, you know. Yeah, and, it, and, and, you, and, you and Tom and Chris were, were the only ones. Yeah, you and Tom were... You and Tom and Chris were uh, on our show the week the Pope um, resigned, or the week before, or at the same time. You know. Do you know that hundreds of of news services uh, wanted to fly people in to interview them? You see, they looked at it this way: they looked at, well, who is the leaker in the Vatican? Here's the answer: there is a God in heaven, O King, that makes known to the. He makes known, what is it, where is it, Second Samuel? I'm sorry, I can't pull it up right now. But basically, it's not us, king, because a king thought that Elijah had a spy in their camp. He said, it's not us, it's the God of heaven who makes known the, the thoughts the king sleeps in his bed. Same thing that Joseph did. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be announcing True Legends Series. I'm blown away. I know it. I know every scene in it. 
I know most of the lines in it because I'm the one that had to read most of the lines or speak most of the lines. Tim speaks his lines because he's over there. And thank God for a young, you know, strong guy and, and young, strong guys. And by the way, everyone that is in the film crew is under 33 except me, the producer. So it's fascinating. 32, 34, and I think uh, uh, 29. Wow. So there's a couple 29-year-olds. So anyway, Doug, thank you for letting me be on Amerigetting right. the Movie, and I will be announcing on your show when the you know DVD True Legends of Series, The Unholy Sea, comes out. It's mind-blowing. There's no place else on the Internet that has actual interviews with people that will come forward and talk about the dead giants they flew out of Afghanistan. And, you know, hey, you can take it. To, to say, I don't believe that stuff. Well, yeah, of course you don't. Your problem's unbelief. And your problem is you've hardened your heart against the Word of God. Doug, thank you for letting me be on tonight. Uh, God bless you so much. And praise God, everyone. Jesus loves you. Bye-bye. Steve, God bless. Bye-bye. All right, folks, that'll do it for us tonight. Doug Hagman, flying solo, flew solo. Didn't crash and burn. Tomorrow night, Michael Snyder. Michael Snyder, tomorrow night. The Economic Collapse blog, right? And uh, Friday, Paul McGuire. So it's going to be a, a full week. Don't forget, catch uh, uh, catch Steve and uh, Pastor Langford on Jim Baker tomorrow as well. God bless. Thanks for listening. This is the Global Star Radio Network. The Genesis Communications Network.